Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted the commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for showing up. I always like it when you guys show up. It helps me do the show. That's all I got to do. Yeah. I'm doing anything else. No, just, Have you noticed that? Yeah. I You're welcome. noticed that, Tasty. Uh, you just, ever see me bringing homework or uh, <laughs> no. you know, getting a presentation or something? No, in fact, I've, sometimes I've seen you show up at events and surprised that there's other people that have to do things at all. Exactly. I think you've said, like, like oh, this is what you guys do. Oh, that's how you get in here. Yeah. I see. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right, Tasty. All right. Well, you enjoy somehow, it. Somehow I do something. You enjoy the twilight of your... Uh, <laughs> That's right. Of your life. Oh. <laughs> this is probably months, not years. He's only got so many shows left in him. That's right. You know, I was decorating my house for Halloween Tasty. We put a cemetery in the... I saw a uh, picture of some yeah, some cancer thing in the... Right yeah, JP's thyroid. Right? And we thought about, you know, thing. we were like, what uh, what do we put on the uh, tombstones? And I thought, oh. well, well, we were going to put your name. But then I remembered I'm now higher oh, on the right. death yeah, pole. Yeah, so you would have to make two t- uh, So it didn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. Let's put you there. Sure. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. We got a good uh, program for you tonight. Our good old friend Chris Graham is coming back on the show. Remember that guy? I do. (laughs) He sounds familiar. He hasn't hasn't been on the show in years. Of course, Chris Graham is uh, one of the owners of our longest sponsor, uh, More Beer, the sponsor of this program and every uh, session that we do. And I'm excited to have him back. We're going to be talking about uh, brewing efficiency. 
basically. Uh, not not like mash efficiency. I mean, getting things done faster. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I like good. that. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of emails recently, as we've grown up here on the program, oh. so have our oh. listeners. And we get emails all the time uh, with people saying, uh, hey, I've had to mothball my brewing equipment because I don't have time anymore. I'm married now. I have kids. You're going to find out soon, JP. Yeah, but, start right. Um, and and I don't have time to brew. It takes up a whole Saturday, right? Well, for sure. Uh, and so we've gotten a lot of requests for how do we speed up the process because I don't want to stop brewing. I want to get back to it. Yeah. And so first thought we had was our old friend Chris Graham. He was always kind of a gadget guy, and he, and, and he loves uh, geeking out on stuff like this. Yeah. So he's uh, prepared a little presentation for us. He's going to come in here and teach us how to speed up our brew day. I like nice. it. Yeah. yeah. He's just going to sit down and say, buy a Pico brew, and then take off his headset, head <laughs> up, and walk right out the door. He does have a tendency to be short and sweet, actually, which is which is nice uh, for a tall guy. Um, so he's going to come in and do that with us, and uh, we're also going to talk to Sergio from Melavino Meadery here in the beginning. Awesome. And uh, we, we got a lot to do, a lot going on. Also, JP went up to, JP and Beardy both, yeah. uh, just went up to Washington. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Uh, to learn all about Pico Brew's new product. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. So we're going to learn about that in today's show, too. Yeah, and got a tour of their facility. It was really awesome to check out all of what they got going on up there. Excellent. Very well spoken. So, You're welcome. I could say it again if you want. <laughs> it did sound smooth. <laughs> I didn't hear the paper ruffling, but it sounded like you are reading. All right, now listen. This is important news here. Yes. All right. In my glass... Is the first ever. Yeah. Well, sort of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because some of you fuckers have gone and done it uh, elsewhere. Hey, what are um, you going to do? Oh, well. It's, sorry, it's the first she officially sanctioned. No. Oh, did I not ask? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. Definitely not. Right. Which, you know me. I don't give a shit. Uh, hop Grenade IPA. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, brewed by the good folks up at Heretic Brewing Company. Maybe you've heard yeah. of it. Well, the folks. Uh, the good folk. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I said folks, didn't I? Well, you said good folks. Oh, I and see. I said, you corrected well, me. folks. Come on. Those are yeah. they're great folks is what you meant. Right. Uh, so Chris Kennedy helped design this, this great uh, IPA. And uh, you want me to be honest about it? Here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he made this great IPA. I slapped Hop Grenade IPA name on it because I needed to get it done quickly for a whole other thing that's happening that sure. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> and now we have Hop Grenade IPA yeah. on tap here at the Hop Grenade, which is exciting. Yeah. Now, the exactly. original Hop Grenade IPA that we've talked about here that I, I've been working on with Tasty and Nate, that's yeah. still coming out, Tasty. So so fear not, we're still doing our own like full-on collaboration product right, but you got something pro- on the- project, but I needed, uh, it was a logistical yeah. issue, sure. and it had to get done fast, so I went up to the brewery. I actually was getting beer for a, a party I was having anyway, and I tasted Chris Kennedy's, the, the brewer, I tasted his IPA, that's and, good beer. and I went, yeah. you know what? I'll slap Hop Grenade on that any day of the yeah. week. A yeah. great IPA. Yeah. And so that's what we did. It solves a problem I was having. And uh, it's now on tap at the Hop Grenade if you want to come out to the, to the tap house and try it. And then later on, we will build upon it even more, and you'll get Tasty, yeah, and, Nate's, Nate, yeah. Tasty and Nate's version yeah, of Hop Grenade. It'll be IPA. like the um, – it'll, be a, it'll a, be a series unto itself where, yeah. like, the Hop Grenade and then, you know, have a secondary name or some sort yeah, of – Yeah, we'll have yeah. to do some sort of tagline, yeah. some sort of sub. Uh, yeah, to describe the changes from the last batch, right? Exactly. And yeah, look – Variable, it, whatever. Well, yeah, I think yeah. – Clearly, people yeah. like IPA so much anyway, no one's going to complain if we come out with version after version of Hop Grenade IPA. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Right. This is I'm, a little different. Who uh, cares? I think I might back off on the crystal, though, or uh, 
It just has quite a bit of color, and I know he probably used a lot less than we would. Well, and Kennedy actually admitted that this is heavy on the crystal, even for his his taste. Uh, And he told me that. But you know what? I liked it. I think it's just such a great IPA that I said, hey, uh, I'll put that my name on it any day of the week. Yeah, he admitted that, too. And um, I don't know. He was worried. I I, I would think it was too bitter, and I don't think it is at all. Oh, no, no. It's it's a new beer, too. It'll it'll, uh, give it some time. Wasn't the uh, homebrew kit we put together a few years ago, wasn't that called Hop Grenade IPA? That was, and yes. I believe Tasty and Nate had a hand in that one as well, uh, if I remember correctly. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, maybe this already is 2.0. It's the second version. And then <laughs> it'll, you'll be 3.0 at yeah. the next one. You did 1.0, and now we had Kennedy do two, <laughs> and uh, here we go. So, yeah. But I, I will admit this, it was a proud moment for me, even though it yeah. was like I wasn't no. in there brewing the beer when we wheeled out that very first keg of Hop Grenade IPA that I knew was destined for our tap house. Ten years in the making. I was really excited about it. I got a little... um, I didn't get teary, but I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah, I had my first sip of it... 15 minutes ago, and I looked at it as the as our bartender slid it to me across the bar, and I went, this is a momentous sip. It's a moment, right? I have a picture of, because uh, I don't do anything, of Kevin wheeling the keg out of uh, of Heretic. So that was exciting. I, I pulled a, a card out of your book there, Taste it, play out of your book. <laughs> yeah. I brought someone along to wheel the keg. That's right. Yeah. Now you entered your second business with no profit. <laughs> Now. The brewing business. The brewing business. Another so it's got a TTB ID and all that? Like yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Jamil took care of all that stuff for Perfect. us. And uh, well, we're off and running. I don't know what to say. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we're not bootlegging anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to get that out of the way because I was excited about it. And so it'll be on tap here for a couple days. If we don't drink it all tonight, come on down to the Hop Grenade. You can try a Hop Grenade IPA right here. Yeah, can't wait. All right, another little piece of news, and this one's a little strange, too. Um, you know, I've been announcing Winterfest date. Oh, That's yeah. True. Right. Yeah. I've been doing Save the Date as January 30th. Right. right. And you've been doing great at it, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. It's like yeah. the one thing that you've been doing really well. Right. And, and oh. also because yeah. it, it, it's... You know, for seven years now, it's been completely accurate. It's always on that date in between the play, the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. So it was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Let's start announcing the date. Yeah, right. Sent out a, reser- a reservation to all the brewers. They started signing up. Well, the, uh, the good folks at SF Beer Week moved SF Beer Week. Wow. The right. Whole, the whole thing. They Why? moved the whole thing. Uh, apparently, because the Super Bowl is in town this year, yeah, right. the Super Bowl's here in the Bay Area, oh. all of the venues that they hold large events at, like the opening gala and a few uh-huh. other things, um, were asking quadruple the price oh, and wow. or they were already booked up anyway. Wow. Because apparently whatever city the Super Bowl goes to, yeah. it's corporate event central. Oh, sure. So yeah, any okay. venue of a substantial size is booked out by corporations uh, and they pay sense. top dollar. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm not upset with the SF Beer Week folks. I'm frustrated with the uh, that it had to happen. Right. But I understand why they did it because they wanted no, to still be able to have it. So usually SF Beer Week is two weeks after us which was always great. We're like the first big fest after the holidays. Yeah. Everyone's been holed up and hibernating, and they're just they're ready to get out. Yeah. And then it hardly interferes with, with SF Beer Week, because that's another two weeks later. Well, then you get a break. That's, that's the important thing. Right. So SF Beer Week fell right on top of it now. That's too bad. I knew that before I sent out the Save the Date. Occasionally, I do a little research. Mm. My assumption was still, hey, if all the marquee events keep their same days, like their same day of the week as they have since SF Beer Week started, I'm still good on that mm-hmm. Saturday. In fact, it's perfect. I'm the middle Saturday event. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, turns out they all moved, and there are now four 
marquee events on Saturday, January 30th. Now, this presents two problems. One is uh, ticket sales, of course, because beer geeks have their uh, choice. Yeah. But the bigger problem, frankly, because I think we'd still draw a good crowd out here, is brewers have to choose which event to go to. Oh, right. And we get a lot of brewers out here. That's part of the beauty of Winterfest is that the brewers themselves come and and enjoy it and, and pour the beer. So... All that being said, I think I'm moving it to the Saturday before January 23rd. Mm. We're now going to be, which makes us essentially after the opening gala on Friday night. Yeah. Um, we're the big opening event on Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, so, so we're falling in line with SF Beer Week. We're falling in line right. with SF okay. Beer Week, and it's a one-year-only thing. Apparently, SF yeah. Beer Week is moving right back to where it used to be next year once the Super Bowl is gone. Okay. And so I do apologize for those of you if you actually saved the date and booked flights or you know those of you coming from out of town, but I hope you understand there's nothing I could do. If we want to have a great event, i got to move it. <laughs> exactly. So right. I'm moving it to Saturday, January 23rd. I'm waiting for one more confirmation on that because there is a brewery that I know and I love. They're a strong supporter of, of the Brewing Network and certainly of Winterfest, actually. They, they sponsor every year. They're also doing an event on that Saturday, but there's not, 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 not much I could do. Right. And uh, now you're competing with football, right? Because... So that's pro- okay. You're on. right. There's three problems, and that's why I've always avoided those weekend. You know, the weekend in, in the middle was so good because I don't have to compete with football. Right. Now we're competing with football, so now I have to go work with the cable company or somebody and figure out if I can broadcast the game in the park. Just put up a big screen. Oh, nice. Oh, but that's a rights issue, yeah. right? Yeah, you, you got NFL rights. Now they, <laughs> it cost you ten thousand dollars or more. Now they've done it in the past with other games here in the city. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. sometimes comp because Comcast buys the rights. All mm-hmm. right. So your cable provider also and. Sometimes you can work through them. Okay. Mm. I'm hoping that's the case. Otherwise, I don't know. What, what can you do? It's just going to be one of those years that we got to deal with it. Yeah. Will, it will it be the AFC or the NFC game on our day? Oh, yeah, depending on the... On yeah. a Saturday, I think. I don't know. We're not going to be in the NFC game. I can guarantee you that, but we might be in the AFC game. I thought people sported on Sundays. Uh, no, once For it hits playoffs, uh, yeah. playoffs are on Saturdays. Oh. Um, Good question, Tasty. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that matters. I don't know if the Raiders will make it. But well, the Niners about. aren't going to. That's, that's right. Sure. Don't have to worry I don't about have that. to worry about it. In fact, everybody this right. city told me that, too. They're <laughs> like, well, you don't have to worry about the Niners. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so that's the deal. We're looking at January 23rd, okay? So, so bear uh-huh. with me. I'll get you a uh, final confirmation, you know, as soon as I can. All right, let me get through other announcements just really quick here. Don't forget that you can get Moscow's new Hoplife gear over at hoplifestore.com. Uh, check it out. It's uh, really great designs and, and cool stuff. Uh, very unique. Uh, you can also get Brewing Network gear in our store. Just click the store button on our homepage. Uh, do your Christmas shopping through not only our store, but on Amazon. I know you're all about to start that. Click the Amazon link right there on our homepage. It's on the right side. It's orange. It says Amazon. And you just shop as normal. We get a little piece of the action. Also, you can subscribe and join the BN Army. That enters you into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway chance to win a hundred dollar gift certificate to uh, to more beer so get in there and help support us we need it uh, get all these updates and more over on twitter and uh, send your show ideas over to scott the jew that's scott the brewing network.com and send feedback to feedback at the brewing network.com and speaking of support uh you know i did a little rant last week about brewers 
professional brewers, home brewers turned professional brewers, coming up to me at events and thanking us for all that we do. And and I just would say I think that's wonderful. I'm always happy about it. Um, I'm happy for you guys. But if if you if you really want to thank us, become a sponsor, and uh, that that helps us. uh, Then we can spread the word for you. We can help your brewery grow, like we did the 21st Amendment. Remember when the 21st Amendment was just a brew pub in San Francisco? And look at them now. They're this major regional (laughs) brewery, and they've been with us since the beginning. A lot of advertising. So I I went on about that just to say I I appreciate the verbal thank you, but we need and appreciate more the monetary thank you by becoming a sponsor. Well, you know what? Several brewers reached out, and and some have started to sign up. They wanted more information about how to become a sponsor, and um, I thought that was really cool. And I thought everybody knew, and apparently they didn't until I, you know, squeaky-wheeled it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you're interested, if you're a brewer, if you like the program, if you'd like to see us go on for another 10 years, we need your help. Send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll get you all the information. It's a great way to spend your advertising dollars. And thanks to those of you who responded to me last week. I appreciate that. Twitter game? Twitter game. Twitter game is brought to you by one of our great sponsors, the Labruski Cruise. And Ooh. we're going on the Labruski Cruise. We are. Uh, it's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard. Oh. I'm gonna start resting now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ideally, I'd say we should take the month of February off, but that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I like well, that idea. Maybe, uh, just, maybe I'll take it off. You could do the show. Maybe take oh, the rest of off. March off. Um, no, I mean from drinking. <laughs> from, yeah. Oh, not from the oh, show, yeah. but from drinking. Right. I don't know how to do the show without drinking. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Have I ever done one without a beer? No, I mean like weekend drinking, like partying. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know how to do that either. Shit. But have I ever done a show without drinking? I, I've brought up this question before. No way. A dry show? What I reason think... would there have been that you would have done that? Antibiotics or something. I think, I think so. <laughs> there might have been one. I seem yeah. to recall oh. a sober show. Yes. But did I, we was I sober, sober or was I just not? No, I think, no, I think you were so, show, so hungover from the night before. But I must have had like a beer. Bevo, what, what are you thinking? Oh, did I turn you off? It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Every day. It's often deserved. Didn't you take? Didn't you not drink after the MRSA incident? Oh, for medical Antibiotics. reasons. Did I come on the show for that? Was I doing the show? I don't think I did no, the show. You right? called in from the off. hospital. That doesn't during. Yeah, but you're talking about like the show after yeah, that? Yeah, like the show no. after when you were... No, I was probably drinking for that. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Because I, I was on pain meds, too, so it was good. I do remember a sober show, and I don't know why. Maybe was some sort of... 40 minutes long? It was a 12-minute show. That's all I got. All right. Anyway, uh, join us on the Labruski Cruise. You can click the Labruski link right on our homepage at thebrewingnetwork.com. It's a big picture of a boat with beer. Yeah. And uh, come, come party Can't with us. miss it. Yeah, it'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's our Twitter game? Well, uh, in case anybody doesn't know, it finally started raining here today in the Bay Area, and it came down in uh, torrents, man. Sheets of rain and hail. It was amazing. (laughs) Thunder and lightning. It was was scary. (laughs) Otherwise known as, like, normal rain. Normal rain. Right. But it, like, uh, you know, first it was nothing, and then it was everywhere. Yeah. For uh, since last night. Okay. Um, and so, you know, uh, I think we're celebrating. I think the, the whole Bay Area, maybe the whole state is kind of like uh, happy now. And uh, I'm excited about it. I went and played in the rain for a bit today. Cause no, I'm you did. A five-year-old. <laughs> what does p- you playing look like? Don't worry about it. Right. Um, so I want to know how we should celebrate the rain. Okay. The winter is finally here. All what right. do we do? How to celebrate the rain. Yeah. Okay. I like it. That's your Twitter game. Send us your... Your answers. All right, let's do a little feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center, who's doing some work for me right now. Another brewery with a with a hop grenade IPA. Heretic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm suing Jamil. Jerks. Damn it. 
You should send him a, a right. test. <laughs> <laughs> Go to beerlawcenter.com right now and check it out. John can help you. He's good at what he does. All right. Uh, let's see here. Chad writes in, I hate PayPal. Hello, JP. Hi. It's you who monitors this, right? Yes. Okay. So he says, I've wanted to become a monthly donor for a while, years now, actually, but I've had several security issues with PayPal, um, as of many of my friends, and I refuse to have an account with them. Now that the BN has been some, uh, has seen some awesome growth, well, uh, <laughs> is there any way you could move away from the antiquated PayPal payment processing system and let me pay with a credit card directly? Uh, at this time, no. But uh, that is in the works. We're changing some of the things that we do. Uh, it's phase two of our new website, so I'm hoping to help you out. I thought you didn't really have to have an account on PayPal. You don't. Though. You can use your credit card. But maybe for the recurring payments you do. That's what I think is maybe the problem is that you have to have an account to do recurring payments. You can do one-time payments just with your visa and all that. Yeah. You know. So if you want to do one-time donation stuff, we will take note and put you into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway. We do that uh, with lots of people. And I think you can do that without having a PayPal account. So in the meantime, try that. Otherwise, I am working on a way to, to get outside of PayPal. The other thing is, I know I've heard this before about security issues. I've never had any trouble. And they do take care of a lot of security issues mm-hmm. for a proprietor like me. Uh, in other words, you don't want me running the security on the website <laughs> right. required to process payments. Right. You want a big company that knows how they do it. Yeah. Now, I have heard this before about, about PayPal, but I've never really experienced it myself. And I've never heard from... From one of our listeners, hey, I had to get out of this thing because PayPal screwed me over. Right. So, frankly, even though I get these emails from time to time, I have a lot of faith in, uh, and trust in PayPal. They've done good for us over the years. Sure, and considering how many payments they proce- uh, process, you know, not only from us but on a daily basis, and yeah. even if there is some yeah. sort of tiny security infraction, it's you know minute compared to what yeah. is working most of the time. And there's that with every payment processor, by the way. So yeah. This guy probably is on, like, uh, a local... He goes to the airport and joins the free Wi-Fi and shit. Like, yeah, and he's like, yeah, he doesn't he's know he's buying doing. his porn at the local <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yeah. I'm going to check my email on the open hotspot. Yeah. But he's willing to send you his credit card number and security code. Yes. All right, so... That's all I have to say about that. All right, Jordan from Australia writes in, um, concerning your wonderful show, Dear JP et al., recently on the session, the question was raised of which other beer shows were deserving of listening, uh, other podcasts, I guess. Uh, sometimes a completely unrelated podcast, uh, oh, so sorry, somehow a completely unrelated podcast of what you might call the legal thriller genre was recommended. That's the one I was talking about. Uh, cereal. Cereal last week. I don't know why he's not saying the name. Um, he's being clever. Yeah. After this, I immediately downloaded and listened to the entire series. Yeah. Uh, I want to cordially ask you not to re- recommend such things anymore. Too much of his time. Uh, because I, I haven't listened to the BN in over a week, which is the first time in years, he says. I, I sent people away from us. Uh, also, a question uh, here for your friends, Doc and Tasty. <laughs> You're not my co-host. Either, <laughs> friends, our friends. I like that. That's nice. Hey, that's not uh, here he goes. Uh, Doc's not here, but Tasty can answer. Is there any difference between lagering in a keg and in a bottle? I've had some luck with lagers in competitions recently and got to wondering if I could uh, hang on to competition lagers in a couple of refrigerated bottles rather than keeping a whole keg tied up for weeks or months. It, it might help. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Basically, a bottle, lager, yeah, uh, bottle yeah. condition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not even bottle condition, right. but he can keg condition, put it into a bottle, and, and keep a six-pack of bottles yeah. around instead of a five-gallon keg. Yeah. Well, so, there's obviously a geometry issue, and you're going to get a different uh, effect, I think. You know, the 
because of the shape of the of the fermentation vessel. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it'd be a, a major uh, difference at all if you keep it, you know, to lager temperature. You can keep, you know, temperature control on the bottles like you could the uh, the keg or, or other fermenter. Sure. Shelf life issue th- with a bottle, yeah, right? I think because you, you are introducing oxygen uh, more so than in the keg. But so, there's still some fermentation. It's going to uh, if he's bottle conditioning. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, he's. If you're lagering, there's still some yeast uh, available for, uh, for you know, consuming of uh, diastole and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. It'll think, still be cleaning itself up. I don't yeah, I think it... You think it's fine? Yeah. Buy another keg. I think you have a, a pretty good oxidation risk that you're running That's what I on a homebrew about. level. But there's fermentation going on. It should, it should consume that. I well, think maybe, I, here's I, what we're talking... I right. think there's a difference in, in language here. Okay. Tasty's talking about lagering just the period of time that you lager, right? A short period of time. You might be talking about long-term storage sure. lagering, which is what I was thinking, too. Right. I'm, I'm saying if he's finished the beer and he's got a lager in a keg and he's like... Uh, the keg's getting low, so I'm going to put it into bottles. Is that fine? Instead of leaving it in the keg until it's empty, versus it's done primary, and I'm just going to transfer it directly into bottles. Hmm. Then I think Tasty's right in that you still got. If you're going to do that right, it'll carbonate in the bottle, and everything will be fine. And there you go. If you're going to bottle condition, right? But if you're not bottle, is that what you're referring well, you're in, to? Tasty? In New York, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. If it's lagering in the keg, and you move that same beer into another vessel, it's still going to be lagering. I mean, it's still going to be yeah. actively, you know, cleaning itself up until okay. there's nothing to clean up, and then everything falls to the bottom, whether it be the keg or the bottle. Okay. So, wait. What well, about the, what about primary? Well, because I'm if issue. <laughs> if he's yeah, lagering in the bottle, when is he carbonating? Unless he's, well, I don't know. Unless I he's just doing I assume, it. I assume it's already carbonated. You can, you can okay. lager carbonated you beer. There's no yeah. Way. Yeah. Okay, so you are just talking about cold storage lagering, yeah. just regular would, cold storage lagering. I wouldn't lagering. think twice about it. And you're not worried about At any stage. Okay. I, I think Unless that's, it's that really actively, like, you know, pretty actively fermenting, you can't put it in the bottle. It'll blow up. It needs to be done. Primary yeah. needs to be done. Right, right. So just a clean-up phase. Yeah. Okay. So you, you know, put it in cold storage and reduce the activity. Okay. Well, remember, that's what lagering is. It's not a special thing. It's just it's right. cold, cold storage. storage. Sure, yeah. So uh, and, and and you know some people don't necessarily know that so it, you know maybe mm-hmm. he's a little confused uh, perhaps on sure. what lagering is like secondary fermentation people think there's a second fermentation happening yeah it's not it's the same it's a continuation okay so uh, you know that yeah he could be confused too but well there you go two opinions uh, Tasty thinks it's fine JP thinks it's fine Beardy would rather see it stay in a keg for risk of uh, oxidation well, and you could try it. try it yourself and see mm-hmm. how your results are sure, if your yeah. if your if, bottling process is really good like I think Tasty is referring to mm-hmm. you might just be fine and yeah. it, I would suggest the oxygen absorbing caps. Mm-hmm. If anytime you're bottling, especially if you're not if you're not going to open it within a week, supposedly those don't do anything. Sierra Nevada went back I, from oxygen absorbing to normal because hmm. their test said that it was there was nothing. I've, right? I've done it a couple times side by side on a homebrew scale, mm-hmm. and I've had clear differences. Okay. Yeah, but that's hard to do on a homebrew scale. Right. I mean, mine also tasted like Brett, and so I'm not sure. But, well, but yeah, so I've noticed big differences. You trade one for the other. Right, yeah. You know. Well, maybe they, only, they scavenged the easy oxygen, and Sierra had their beer at the point where they were so already taking care of all that. They're the tasty of... Bottle caps. But, right. but I got to get through the rest of this feedback, or it's okay. never going to happen. Because I got to get to our Melavino segment. So uh, Jordan did want to, his final question was: P.S. Do you think Adrian is guilty? Add, Add none. Whatever. Uh, no, I don't. And uh, if you're looking for more cereal, uh, there's Undisclosed, which is like a real boring version of cereal. Okay, check it out. All right, Sergio writes in. I believe maybe the same Sergio we're about to talk to, uh, but he wrote in: uh, You might be a drunk BN Army member if. And he has a list. <laughs> 
You know, anytime you put jokes in a list form, <laughs> you might be a redneck. If you start analyzing how many more beers it'll take you before you're ready to call into the session. If you start talking about how much you love JP and sympathize about how bad everyone treats him. <laughs> so irritating. If you then call into the BN and tell JP to suck it anyway. Uh, if you start considering what or who you can pee on to win Drunk of the Week. <laughs> True. Mm. True. Uh, if you have a negative and offensive review on Safe Step Tubs, Google listing. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a callback. That's a blast huh. from the past. You that, that is a blast from the past, yeah. Oh, shit. If you think everything Tasty says is life-changing, even when he's asleep on the show. <laughs> uh, if you send Blobber a friend request on Facebook. Uh, if you can start making a case for why Doc should be the new Dos Equis most interesting man in the world. Uh, if you recruit, if you try to recruit your non-beer enthusiast friends to listen to the Brewing Network by playing them lunch meat episodes while claiming it's the best radio ever. It really is, though. And then, then if you refuse to apologize for making them listen to lunch meat. <laughs> All right, there you go. Here's some traveler advice. My name's Andy. I'm a brewer from Rocks Brewing Company in Sydney, Australia. I went there, Andy. Uh, Addy, I'm sorry. A-D-Y. So I guess it's oh, Addy. It's Adnan, um, asshole. Maybe I should put my glasses <laughs> on. That might help. Uh, so from Rocks Brewing Company in Sydney, Australia. Hey, I went there and good beer. So thanks for, for doing that. He says, your podcast have been getting, through, uh, getting me through my shifts at the brewery and have been a great source of info. But um, now I need some beer drinking travel advice. Uh, in November, I'm embarking on an epic three-week tour of your fine country. And I've been informed by my missus that I won't be allowed to spend all day every day in a brewery. So I'll have to choose. Um, so I have a dilemma. Yeah, don't bring your time for a new misses. <laughs> yeah, a dilemma. Uh, it seems that there are way too many amazing breweries, blah, blah, blah. He wants a recommendation. So he, I'll list off the city, and we'll all throw out a couple recommends. How about that? Okay. He's going to Los Angeles. Eagle Rock. Eagle Rock. Eagle Rock. Uh, McLeod. Yep. Three um, Weavers. Is Monkish still Mobile. in L.A.? They're Torrance is that that's close? Torrence. That's Torrance. Sure, that's that's Los Angeles County. Sure. I think. Yeah. If Eagle Monkish. Rock is, then yeah. Well, so Eagle I, Rock is LA proper. So yeah. Monkish is on top yeah. of my list. And Noble, it works. Noble, Noble there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah they're all right. <laughs> Evan, I go, eh. I go Eagle Rock and McLeod first. Okay. Yeah, those two. All right, San Diego. Beachwood. Sorry, Beachwood. Oh, right. Oh, Beachwood. Long Beach Long is Beach. LA, right? Yeah. Uh, is it? Is it? I don't know. It's I think Long Beach is Long Beach. It's like an hour from from Eagle Rock or so. So you're fine. Yeah, LA's okay. big. Um, also, he's got uh, he's short on time. If he's in LA proper, Disneyland. he's not going to hit Long Beach. So tons of beer in Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> Carl right. Strauss, San Diego, um, society, society, society. There you go. That's it. Uh, <laughs> rip current. Of the hundred that are there. Rip current in San Diego too. Oh, there you go. Good call. Yeah, Las Vegas. I don't know. Mm. It's kind they of have, barren. They have yeah. fucking one dollar Heinekens, bro. Who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. Go to the casino. It's all free. Yeah. At that point, your quantity over quality. There's now a brewery in, uh, what's the little tiny town outside of Vegas, closer to the Hoover Dam? There's a brewery there, but Syphilis? I can't remember the name. Syphilis, oh. Nevada? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, I don't know how to help you there. San Francisco. I, um, 21st Amendment. 21st Street. 2 Cellar maker. Cellar maker. Um, and then let's just call it the Bay Area. You could hop over the bridge to the Rare Barrel, too. Rare Barrel. Yep. Drake's. Fieldwork, mm. anchor. Just spend a bunch uh, of your anchor. time Triple in Rock. the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah go to you do the anchor tour. Sign up for the anchor tour. Yeah, in that advance. Should, that should yeah. be the top of your list. Even Sully would say, mm. "Don't yes. come to my place first. Go to the anchor, anchor tour. first. Yes, do that." Yeah. Portland. Portland. <laughs> walk down um, any street. I Co- the Commons. There was yeah, hub. The Commons. Fine. I like Hopworks Urban Brewery Hub. I like Sassy's. Breaks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, not a brewery. I like Cascade. 
Uh, if, uh, if you Breakside. Like, if you like uh, prosciutto, there's a prosciutto bar in the Pearl District called Hamlet. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, mm-hmm. cocktails and beer and ten different mm-hmm. kinds of fucking prosciutto. Lovely. If Fuck you want to spend a lot of money on food, uh, Les Pigeons, or however you say it, the mm-hmm. pigeon in French okay. is a really good okay. place. But right. the shoots, maybe. Uh, gotta keep moving. Gotta keep moving. Clear, Indianapolis. I would go Clear Creek Distillery, by the way, in Portland. Who, who Sorry, goes go to ahead. Indianapolis? Yeah, oh, I don't, don't think know. we know. <laughs> Tasty, you got something? I'm sure there's a yard house or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, there's a great brewery there. God damn it. Uh, Rock Bottom? No. DJs? All right, you keep thinking about it. I'm going to keep moving. All right, uh, here's one for writes into Scott from Logan, the beer rating game. Hey, Scott, the beer rating game is an awesome addition to the show. However, I believe the game is derived from the Rotten Tomatoes game. Indeed it is. Okay. He says, then why aren't you following the correct format? I believe the game uh, could be a recurring theme on future shows with just one tweak. Instead of letting everyone base their guess on the previous brewcaster's guess, everyone should write down their answer immediately following the name of the beer. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Uh, here we go. Amazon. Hey, friends and JP. I have a question <laughs> about the Amazon link, sure. um, and it's not where is it. Uh, I live in the UK, and your link goes to the .com website, not the .co.uk. Uh, so my question is, can I shop via the link but the .co.uk site? My understanding is no, it does not work internationally. Okay. I've had uh, Canadian uh, people try it. South America it doesn't seem to work. All right. Mm. Um, then someone thanks us for, oh, yeah, this is, he's watching football, I guess, being in college football. Dear shitbirds, um, I'd like to thank you for adding humor to college football. As I was brewing an oatmeal stout on Saturday, I had the Michigan State game on in the background, and at one point, one of their wide receivers caught a pass, and the announcer started saying his name and talking about him. His name? R.J. Shelton! <laughs> so I was laughing out loud during uh, doing the frontier talk as a college football announcer. Thanks for the entertainment. Um, uh, what is that? Okay. Oh, the brewery in Indianapolis was Sun King. Okay. Right. Yeah. They're uh, the ones with the Tom Brady yeah, jab on their cans, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Nick writes in about Central Coast. Two and a half hours into this week's Central Coast podcast, if Brendan's girlfriend interrupts one more time, I'm going to punch her in the throat. <laughs> uh, uh, did she interrupt a lot? I, I don't remember. She, only, she did, but only. in the background. She was on yeah. the mic. Oh. Yeah. Um, you drink, you say stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's some other good stuff here, but... I gotta go. Uh, Ten of my first regional conference. What is this? Oh, this one's cool. Uh, this was sent directly to me. This dude wrote in and said, "Hey, I recently attended my first regional craft homebrew conference, and I was drawn in by some nationally known speakers and authors. While the content was good, it was nothing I hadn't already heard uh, or read, and so I left feeling a bit taken advantage of. Why, you ask? Because I dropped a fair bit of coin to attend those sessions and left feeling like I hadn't learned that much. So, light bulb, I realized I had been hearing all of those." things and more on the brewing network shows like brew strong dr homebrew the session (laughs) the sour hour i feel like a knob for all this time i pulled your content for free at my leisure to listen whenever i chose while doing uh, while doing that i then go pay several hundred dollars to sit in a small classroom for a day listening to material i learned mostly on your network so i'm a loser and i'm not proud of it but i'm taking the first step to redemption today by signing up as a sergeant in the bn army All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for that. And if you nice do appreciate job. the content, like I've always said, the content is free. But uh, if you like it, uh, you know, you pay for books, you pay for classes, you pay for that other stuff. And it, it goes a long way if you if you pay us, too. Yeah. Plus, there's no dick jokes in book, books uh, on the average. So Wait, that's get a more. good thing? No, or? you get more with it. Oh, I see. Where that's a bonus. Uh, yes. Yeah, we give you content and dick jokes. Right? What about 101 dick jokes? It, <laughs> That's a good book. He's right. Yeah. Right. You don't want to learn anything about homebrewing, though. So, oh, all right. Yeah. 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 Good job. Dick. 
All right, let's go talk to Sergio, Sergio from Melavino. Sergio, what's happening, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, just hanging out and drinking beer. Thanks for being on the program. Yeah, always a pleasure. Now, Sergio from Melovino Meadery, of course, comes also, on from... Also from the feedback? Uh, also from feedback, that's right. Was that you, Sergio? Sergio from Jersey? Oh, yes. yes. A nice list. Good. You went way back, too. You has a deep cut. <laughs> Yeah. I've been listening for a long time. So. <laughs> okay. Well, as you know, folks, uh, Sergio comes on from time to time and teaches us just a little something uh, about making mead. And today we're talking about post-fermentation options, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes when people make mead, it might not be the what they basically planned on. Sometimes it could be a little too dry, sometimes a little too sweet or too acidic. So, uh, yeah, this Mead Made Right segment I thought I'd talk about, you know, some kind of like uh, fixes for post-fermentation. Love it. Good, good. All right. Well, walk us through it. All right. So uh, this is a, a, a pretty easy one, basically, is uh, whenever, I, whenever I used to make mead at home, I would always try to make some, uh, some different size batches also on the side. So I'd put together 8 or 10 gallons of uh, the same must. Some of it I would ferment dry, some of it I would ferment sweet, and uh, the rest of the five gallons I would kind of just try to do what I want to do for that particular recipe. Um, The great thing to have a dry mead and a sweet mead always on hand is if you do need to do any tweaks, now you could do some blending afterwards. So if it's too dry, you got your sweet mead to blend into it and vice versa. Um, Sometimes with, uh, with a mead that's too flabby or, well, let's start with too acidic. Uh, you could always use the sweet mead uh, or even some honey. You could just dilute a, a little bit of honey into some water and try to use that uh, to actually kind of cut the acidity of that mead. But that doesn't happen too often. What mostly happens with mead making is the mead is lacking acidity. So <clears throat> a lot of people uh, will will give the advice online uh, and in books as well for mead making is to add uh, acid blend to your mead. And that's a huge pet peeve of mine for uh, a pretty interesting reason. So no matter what manufacturer you get acid blend from, it's uh, it's a standard product made for you know the wine industry and for you know home winemakers and whatnot. And um, the acid blend contains three different types of acid. You have malic acid, uh, which is mainly sourced from apples. Um, a tartaric acid, the main acid in uh, grapes, um, and then you have citric acid. So the citric acid is always pretty much artificial uh, and is probably the least um, – It well, not probably. It is the absolute least um, amount of acid found in, in most fruits uh, besides like your citrus uh, types of fruits. But even so, when you use citric acid uh, adding to a mead or even a grape wine, uh, it has this real artificial taste to it. So when you use acid blend – Every manufacturer's blend, for some reason, uh, always has over 50% of that acid blend as citric acid. Uh, so what ends up happening is you add that to your to your mead or to your wines, and then you start getting like this real like artificial kind of uh, acidity. Uh, it almost kind of if you add a little too much, which is very easy to do, especially with citric acid, it almost comes off like nerds candy type of uh, acidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. What I like to do and what I always um, recommend uh, mead makers do at home when they ask me this question is um, 
don't buy any acid blend. You can purchase each one of those uh, types of acids um, individually. So go and buy just the malic, just the tartaric, and even the citric uh, if you do want to have that on hand to experiment. Um, and, uh, and think about it. So if you're making a sizer, a mead made with apple cider and honey, uh, and it needs acidity, why not just add malic acid, uh, which is an acid more related to apple cider? Um, if you're making a pyman, a mead with grapes, grape juice, why not use tartaric acid? Um, you know, because it's going to be closer related to what you would find in, in a grape wine. Uh, so using the different acids in different uh, in those specific ways, I think, makes a way better uh, uh, fix for a mead that's lacking acidity. Got it. Um, so you're not against adding acid at all. You're just against adding this blanket mix. Which is the citric, yeah, citric that's the problem. Yeah, it's it's always so much citric, which ne- which I never understood because the product is made for the wine industry specifically, mm. and to add to a grape wine where citric acid is, you know, over fifty percent of that acid blend, but in grape wine where citric acid is almost barely found in grapes or any or grape juice, right? Uh, so it never kind of makes sense to me, basically. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I started experimenting, and, uh, and, and and it makes a heck of a difference. I've even noticed with uh, a traditional mead, just honey and water, if uh, if you add enough tartaric acid, it, it actually even starts resembling more of a grape wine. Uh, you get some almost grape wine character out of it just because of that tartaric acid addition. What, what is the typical pH range that you're looking for in mead? So it all depends um, because you're always going to have the different, uh, you know, it all depends on the sweetness, right? So, I mean, with mead, there's such a big range. You, go, you could be all the way down to bone dry, uh, all the way up to, you know, like 1050, 1060 final gravity, like syrupy sweet. Uh, so it, it really all depends. I like to uh, finish my meads around like 3.2 to 3.4 um, for the most part. But uh, again, you know, that, that's always going uh, to vary. Okay. It's weird. I'm looking up uh, nerds because I was like, oh, I wonder, do nerds just contain citric acid? Is that why the citrus mm. a- acid tastes like it? But it, they don't. They contain malic acid. Oh, oh. oh look at that. Interesting. <laughs> My, a childhood friend of mine's mom created nerds really? in a lab. And I thought he was lying to me for the longest time. I'm like, that's a weird lie to tell me, like <laughs> pretty, bragging pretty, about your parents. Right? Yeah. Specific. Oddly specific. And it's like, turns out she's like, yeah, I actually did make nerds. That's my job. And, but she's not loaded. Like, she didn't invent nerds. She made them. No, she made them in a laboratory. She, okay, she didn't create, like, she was the first person to make a nerd. What's the difference? <laughs> did she invent yes. nerds or did she make them? She made No, the, no, no. The she invented them, right. Yeah, it wasn't, she, she, wasn't invented on the, them, she wasn't on the factory line That's the difference. making That's them, right. Imagine. She invented oh, them as the first person. Oh, is she rich? Nerds. Yeah, or, she, does she get a cut of each packet sold? They weren't hurting. Maybe. Okay. Well, I mean, she spent all that time at the Wonka factory, I assume, because that's where they came from. Of course. So, yeah. right. She got paid in Wonka So bars. that's rich. Right. That's right. wealthy right there. All right. All right. Well, so that's good advice. Go buy the individual uh, acids. And then you're saying um, experiment a little bit with each one and see what works for the mead. Yeah, absolutely. You could always try doing, uh, you know, blends of different, uh, you know, different proportions, even using still using the citric acid. Mm-hmm. Just use different proportions. Don't uh, touch, don't just go by the uh, the catch all acid blends uh, that you see being sold everywhere. Got it. All right. Great advice. And I see that yeah. you're growing quite a bit. You've got new fermenters coming in. You got a new bottling line. What's happening over there? 
Yeah, man. Uh, we uh, yeah, we got. I think we're only the fourth meadery in the country to uh, have an automated bottling line, which has been probably like the biggest uh, Christmas gift we could have <laughs> we could have purchased ourselves right. for ourselves. Uh, we just started using it uh, two and a half, three weeks ago, and. Oh, man, it used to take five or six uh, six of us, and we used to always have to kind of beg for volunteers to come in and help us bottle. Right. Because uh, we get 8,000 bottles every uh, every batch run, and we were doing it all by wow. hand for the past year, year and a half. Um, it would take five or six of us about five hours to bottle up just one tank of about around 1,800 bottles. Wow. Um, now it, we do 1,800 bottles in about an hour and 15 minutes with two people. Amazing. Yeah, so we're we're pretty happy. Good for you. So that just means more uh, Melavino meat on the shelves for us, right? Yeah, so, yeah, the, the, the first... Uh, the first uh, idea that we had, or not idea, but the first um, you know plan that we had was, okay, we're going to need bigger tanks because of the demand that we've been having mm-hmm. uh, that we cannot meet. And, uh, and that was just in the tasting room. I mean, uh, we've been selling all of our meats direct to consumer uh, through our online store and through the meadery. And um, what ended up happening was we realized no matter how much meat we made, uh, we still uh, we're selling everything right out the meadery, so we couldn't even start distribution even if we wanted to. Wow. Uh, so it got to the point where I said, all right, we're just going to order bigger tanks. So I ordered another uh, 10,000 liters worth of tank capacity, and uh, those tanks are actually arriving. Uh, they're hitting Port Newark this Friday, actually. Okay. Uh, so we should have them sometime next week. But uh, when I told my brother that uh, my brother here helps, uh, he actually just started full time today. It was his first day. Nice. And um, when I told him we're getting these bigger tanks, the first question he asked me was, "How do you plan on bottling all that more mead?" Right. You know, <laughs> how are we going to get through that? Good question. Um, Clearly, so, he's a yeah, laborer. We got the bottling line first. <laughs> Is he your older brother or younger brother? No, he's younger. Yeah. You still smack him on the back of the head when he walks by. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, we always bust each other's balls. You got to. All right. But, uh, but yeah, no, everything's been going awesome. We're jumping from 7,000 gallons a year production to 42,000 gallons a year now. Jeez. Don't you? How are you going to go from 7 to 42? You don't think about, like, a middle step? Uh, no. Why? <laughs> yeah, no, I guess not. That just seems, in, that's, that seems impossible to me. So much. Good for you. No, it's 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 pretty intense. Uh, with with that nutrient uh, with that nutrient regimen that I put together, mm-hmm. um, we've kind of cut uh, some time off the fermentation uh, turnaround time. I mean, we're fermenting fourteen percent alcohol in like nine to ten days. Wow. Uh, now we're also filtering, sterile filtering all of our meads, which I'll tell you, st- st- sterile filtering a three week old mead makes it taste like a three week old mead. Um, Interesting. So we've we've kind of cut the production time uh, down a little bit more, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, now with the bottling line, it all gets bottled same day. Uh, so yeah, we're we're going to be able to turn around our our tanks uh, quite a few times, and we have the whole country to fill. So so you're going from day one of fermentation and packaging in ten days. Or just primaries being done? I would say two weeks, you know, two-week turnaround time if we really wanted to. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Making things happen. You're a smart guy over there, Sergio. 
And yeah, over there. Well, I dropped out of college, but uh, I googled well, my way. Why. to Not bad for the yeah. dirty jurors. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're from you're from Jersey. You can't finish college. Right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well done. Well, I'm proud of you, and that's uh, excellent to see more mead coming out of the out of the brewery, uh, the meadery, and um, well, I hope to see more of it here on the West Coast. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we'll 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 get out there soon enough. But for now, we are shipping out to California through our online store. So okay. Good. Yeah. So people can go check it out right now at melovino.com. And thanks for more good advice about uh, mead fermentation, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. We got a new, we got a new hopped mead. It's called the Hop Grenade Meat Mellow Melt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, X, yeah. that's so exciting. Yeah. Well, uh, our attorney will be calling. Yeah, I wonder what the logo looks like. It's really exciting. <laughs> it looks like you with your head about to explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and John in the background oh, wagging a finger. Yeah. All right, Sergio. Thanks, brother. All right, man. Talk to you later. If she's a five beer, it's a two mead, right? Yeah. That's, that's Crosley logic right there. there. You know. <laughs> that's definitely Crosley logic. All right. <laughs> it's a good long segment. We're going to take a little break right now. When we come back, our good friend Chris Graham from More Beer is back in the studio. We'll figure out how long it's been, and we're going to learn about how to brew faster so that we can, I don't know, do other things yeah. and still make beer. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog. More beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Time Ninkasi Award winner and Grandmaster Judge Gordon Strong invites you on a guided journey of what's new in the world of homebrewing. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques available now from Brewers Publications. Gordon brings you specific advice and sensory profiles for as-brewed award-winning beers with delicious variations to get your creative juices flowing. This is more than just a book of recipes. It sets brewers on the path to discovering what's new in the world of homebrewing. AHA director Gary Glass says, if you want to enter competitions or just learn more about styles that you might not have experience with, this book is going to help you tremendously. By emulating what Gordon does, you're going to make better beer. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques by Gordon Strong. Available right now from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing retailers near you. 
First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com hey woolly i'm beat can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while you're beat I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotation. Take frequently to make each visit an adventure. Yeah. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House online at CreekMonkey.com. Brewcasters are back. Welcome back to the program. Thanks to Sergio from Melavino for hanging out with us a little bit, teaching us about uh, Mead Made Right. We appreciate that. And uh, right now we're going to get down to it because we've got our old friend, and by old I mean long time, like long time friend. Uh, Chris Graham is in the studio. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Welcome. I'm trying to remember the last time you were here. <laughs> you, you're, you're welcome. Here. You're welcome. <laughs> You've never been to this studio. No. When's the last time you were on a show? I believe it was March 2009. I'll answer for him. 2009, for God's Whoa. sake, Chris Graham. It's like you've forgotten about us. 
Kids think, will kill you. <laughs> that was before it, I was even homebrewing. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what year did you have your kids? Uh, that was only a couple years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, twins Chris Graham has had since he's been on the program last. I like to do things fast. <laughs> Just get it done <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back, and welcome to the new uh, Brewing Network Studios. This place is awesome. You like it? Yeah. Uh, you you helped build this place, I mean, the house that Chris Graham built. You know, by, <laughs> well, it's by being an crumble, idiot, uh. <laughs> by being an idiot way back in 2005, <laughs> you brought us here. You're my favorite mistake still to this day. <laughs> Excellent. And our listeners love you because you give away stuff. Uh, it's going to take about 15 minutes before we get you drunk enough, and you know, I'm sure you start giving things away. I'm on my second beer. It's coming. You are. Yeah. What time did you get here? Just a half hour ago or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you come straight from work? No, no. I went home and helped. Help with the kids. Yeah, you, you got to put in a little effort. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just disappear for three hours on a Monday anymore. D- Daddy's going to work. Yeah, that is it is work. Yes, you know technically. You ever yeah. use that same line on your kids? You're my favorite mistake. <laughs> I try not. <laughs> only to. only Justin. <laughs> yeah, just me. Uh, so, Kate informed me that I saw you at JP's wedding. <laughs> I, we were there. You were there. I was so hammered. And after she's like, because she said, hey, you know, Chris Graham, they want to grab dinner with us sometime. And I was like, Chris was there? <laughs> I was the one with the obnoxious kids running around in the background. Yeah, they were fine to me, apparently. So drunk. What a party, yeah, JP. Thanks. I don't, great. I don't remember you being there. <laughs> just anybody else. Do you remember Taryn being there? Barely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she, she'll remember me being there, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, not so sure. What's that eye heels? <laughs> so uh, we do want to talk about, uh, I, I sort of set this up at the beginning of the program, that um, we get a lot of emails nowadays, and you probably hear it now, too, especially being a dad yourself. Uh, we get a lot of emails about, hey, I had to mothball my whole brewing system because I don't have time for this anymore, and I really want to get back to it. I, still listen to the show. I still love homebrew, but I don't have time to spend all Saturday. So uh, finally I said, you know, you know what can help with this is Chris Graham. And how do we speed up the brewing process and just different tips and tricks to get back to brewing, but maybe not have to spend 12 hours on a Saturday doing it. You, uh, you know what the blurb is from uh, Chris's last appearance in, in March 2009? It says, uh, uh, Chris will uh, te- uh, close. He'll teach us uh, how to start brewing for 100 bucks." Uh, and then move ah. on to how to keep brewing beer uh, cheap in mm. these difficult times. Brew on the so, cheap. That's if right. you got no, mo- no money and no time, Chris is your man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think we've done a gadget show before that, and then we've done yeah, brew on the cheap and how are the no time. Uh, Frugal. Yeah. That apparently is me. Frugal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about that, but I want to, you know, let's let people know a little bit about more beer because also a bunch of stuff has happened since you've been on last. You now have... I think 150 locations across the U.S. Do <laughs> I have that? close to that. We're working on it. You guys have locations everywhere now. You have an East Coast distribution center. Yes. That's been going on for a couple years, right? Yes. Where is that one exactly? You want to know what's confusing about it? Yeah. It's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh. oh. Interesting. <laughs> with an H? California. Okay. Let's with tell an H. people why. Yes. So that's Where's the other one? <laughs> Pittsburgh, PA. Yes. But you've now just opened a warehouse location in Pittsburgh, California. Right. Yes. <laughs> Pittsburgh, oh. California has no H. Okay. Right. Pittsburgh, PA has an H. What a difficult thing to market, though. Right. You're not helping. You're not making my job. Come same. for the two Pittsburghs. <laughs> right. Stay for the homebrewed beer. Oh. Record that. Yeah. <laughs> now, what was the purpose of opening the Pittsburgh PA location? Closer to the people. Okay. The east, just to get uh, supplies to the East Coast faster? Exactly. So you, you look at population density, and it's all about getting to people faster. Okay. 
And so you're able to do that just with this location. Do you have a bunch of employees out there? Is it another huge more beer? Robots. Just robots. Yeah, uh, that's robots. Oh, I'm sorry. Drones. They're called employees. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're on the Chris Graham We actually Graham don't robot. have a single robot, so. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah. I'll give you, give you some time. You I would like one. Yeah. Uh, but you, you don't have a, a. They would unionize. The robots? The robots. Yeah. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Robots robot rights. Being. That's the next thing. Yeah. Give them the vote. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know what 101 means. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's been open for what, three years now? More? Uh, pretty much three years coming up. Okay. Coming up in three years. And that's allowed you to get stuff out quick. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you spend any time out there? Do you have to go? Uh, periodically. I yeah. found out the same day I found out I was having twins. That we were opening that location. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that made gray hairs just instantly go boom. And what do you mean you found out? Because yeah. you're the owner. I mean, I know one of the owners. <laughs> Surprise. I, I, but I'm, tell me I'm, these I'm curious yeah. how you just found out. Well, I see. It was concluded. Out. Yes, thank you. Oh, okay. That's okay. the right word. It, it was discussed after our meeting with the lady who says, oh, congratulations. And you start crying. Yeah. Saying there's two of them in there. <laughs> okay, got it. And then you go to work and you have a meeting that you'd planned on having and then you say what's the best thing we could do and we're like let's make it let's make product get to our customers faster okay what's the best way we can do that let's open up on the east got it see we beat all these breweries to these too you did that's true they're all they're all late to the game yeah uh and then uh, why pittsburgh Everyone else is going to North Carolina. I've and, never been to Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is a cool city. No. Did, did you pick a place like based on where you would like to no, visit? Not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, we threw some darts. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, it. it uh, we had the shipping companies do a few analysis of where we ship to. Hmm. We said we want to hit as many of our customers within two days or less from both our distribution centers. So from there, we can hit 89% of our customers in two days or less. Wow, okay. Sorry, Ohio. <laughs> no, Ohio's quick. They're one. Okay. It's Florida that gets. <laughs> I see. Uh, well, they moved to Florida. That's their yeah. fault. They have Disney World. It is right. the retirement cool. capital of right, the world. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. dying soon anyway. <laughs> yeah. They only have to wait for it uh, for a few years. Right. They'll be dead. Uh, all right. So it worked well, I assume, because yes. you've had it now for okay. And then wh- why? Because the, Pittsburgh, California, is not far from Concord. For those of you listening who aren't from uh, our area, um, why a warehouse there? Well, it's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> beautiful <laughs> Pittsburgh, California. Oh. So, it so you're this. right behind the refinery. So those of us who have worked, yes, or in the refinery, you're in it, <laughs> right? Yeah, cheap real estate. Um, we've been in Concord for twenty years now. Yeah, and we said, hey, we those of us who go to our shop has said you need to move. Like we've taken over all the buildings, and uh, we're we're kind of in every corner. We took over the neighbors' buildings. Yeah, and, yeah, I saw and, that. And we're renting in Fairfield, and we're renting other places, and just so, for storage, for storage. Okay, yeah. and to manage all that inventory being other places. So we said we got to have everything under one roof, make life a lot easier. Yeah, and choices came down to leave the state. And find bigger places in Nevada and such, or go out to Sacramento, mm-hmm. Stockton. And we said, we don't want to lose our staff. That would yeah. suck. So we decided, okay, let's try to find something local. And Pittsburgh had an old cannery. Okay. And that's what we're in. How big is that building? Oh, God, the building's huge. Uh, maybe 800,000 square feet? Ooh, oh, 900,000 square feet? And we're, we're in 100,000 of it, and we're just, we're just, we're just sweet one. Wow, yeah, that's sweet one. <laughs> Amazing. Are there other uh, businesses still in it, or is it pretty empty? No, no, yeah. it's, it's 
solid. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So and it just happened that there there was this giant space available for you guys. Exactly. And uh, the last company there was so successful that they bought their own building in Walnut Creek. Okay. They're doing well. Sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. Right. <laughs> and, of course, you, you all love living in the Bay Area yourselves, so it's exactly. not like you wanted to head out to Nevada if you didn't have to. Exactly. And it's one of those things where if we can keep our employees, we can keep ourselves happy by not moving. And, and yeah, yeah. So it's 12 miles away from our old shop, so not that far, but might as well be 1,200 when you're moving. Yeah, okay. And everything is moved now? So so just, again, folks, if you've never been, More Beer has this great showroom in Concord, and then right behind the showroom was this warehouse. And, of course, like Chris said, they, they kept moving into all the suites next to them. Is that whole warehouse portion gone and into the new place? Yes, but the showroom will triple in size here pretty shortly. Nice. Oh, great. Um, so more inventory, more things locally, um, bigger space yeah. so they can display more and have more inventory right there on the floor instead of having to go in the back. Tell me that there's going to be like this awesome sculpture showroom. Because my thing was always that I go in there and, yes, there's one or two sculptures, but you guys make so many different ones that I, I always wanted to see like a line of them, like new cars. Well, if you're willing <laughs> to put your credit card down i will put my own showroom for you for sculpture okay good you must you with all that extra space yes. now you have we'll, to put we'll in have a, a few in there yes. okay good. we'll have the the new touchscreen control panel yeah for people to play with and test out and is that being sold yet yes it is it is oh can I upgrade my original 1550? <laughs> no, It'll never work. Like I can't just plug it into my old one. It's I, not going to work. You could to but my I won't 1550. Let you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have Jamil's old system, which was then my old system. Dude, you that can. thing's a badass. I'm yeah. not getting rid of it. That's exactly. it. It's a tank. Yeah. I just want to plug and play the new screen. That's all. Well, okay. I'll let you have that. <laughs> I want to slap it right on there. Uh, all right, cool. So a bigger showroom that'll be fun, and then everything. No showroom out in Pittsburgh. That's just no, a warehouse. Just warehousing. Okay. I feel like you just made it harder for us to reach you. You just now you're hiding out in Pittsburgh, so I don't come knocking on yes. your door anymore. No. Hey, Graham, I got this great idea. You do all the th- everything and send well, it to us. He knows your bug won't make it over the hill. <laughs> yeah, that's so. just, yeah, like, that was all part of the plan. It'll get stolen over there. It will also right. get stolen over there. All right, well, let's get down to business helping homebrewers, shall we? No. Uh, <laughs> tell me where we can start to make our brew day uh, a little less time-consuming. What do you got for us? Oh, God, there's so many areas, and all of them involve one thing. Not, not drinking? Okay. Yeah, common not sense. drinking oh. might be part of that common sense thing. Okay. But most of what we do in homebrewing is cleaning and waiting. Both things that end up fucking up our beer, usually. Okay, yeah. We drank during those times. Sure. But for the most part, um, it's all about planning. It's all about having a great cheat sheet um, that that breaks down your brew day into little segments. It allows you to let your friends help you out. Um, I've got a lot of other stuff. This isn't the only thing I'm going to say. Right. So by <laughs> I'm just winging it right now. I don't know. really quiet in here. But even like with a cheat sheet, what you mean is uh, like really breaking down uh, it by processes. So exactly. Instead of just because I just throw it all well, in we one. We know lump. how you and JP brew. Right. I mean, all, I, I brew yeah. with JP for years. Yeah. 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 And, and it was the oh shit moments that yes that made me say, well, well, maybe you could have a little thing, JP, that tells you you have to add sanitizer to your carboy. Before yeah. The, you. the mm-hmm. amount of times I, I have to uh, extend my boil because I haven't cleaned my my wort chiller yet, right. or my fermenter, or anything like that. It's Same. A, it's a real pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So really, kind of getting that down into a system. Yep. Okay. So, it, it, and it comes down to two things for me. If there's certain things 
Mike, back me up here. I won't trust other people. And then there's your friends who want to come (laughs) brew with you, and I'll let them do that. Okay. And that's the crap work usually. (laughs) Scrub that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's stuff that can't screw your beer up. But you won't have them, like, sanitize your conical. No. Because that you have to use up. Or oxygenate or any of those things. But seriously, I mean, Uh, I've cut down on my, my brew days two hours by having a, a cheat sheet. Okay. And it's just a little Excel sheet, just a reminder, just a, oh, before you grab that next beer, maybe you want to do this <laughs> instead of just uh, sit on the couch, put some football on and have and another beer, yeah. eat some chips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't have a list, but maybe I would. If I would, maybe I could have people over to, to help. help me brew because, yeah. like, you know, you get but I I'm doing you, it all in my head. I yeah, guarantee but, you have one in your head. That Yeah, I do. You know, but I get distracted by people being there, and I lose track. But, but even you, Maybe Casey, I should do the list. even you who is good at it, do you do anything else like that? Do you go shopping without a list? Yeah, yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. You just go out of your head? Yeah. Okay. Well, for most of us humans, we've got to have it written down. Yeah. No, no, that's a much better way to do it. Yeah. I just don't drink while I'm brewing. I've heard I that then, for years, but yeah. I, don't, I don't want this one even mentioned on the list. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. More right. of the times you come over yeah. to my house, you're real boring. Thank you. Well, you the brew. first time I ever drank while brewing was at your house. Yeah, and it was real boring. <laughs> right. I don't know what that means. Well, but, yeah. I still I don't want to like go off yeah. to – I still think, what's the point? I'm not going to have a beer Justin, while you're brewing. Is, I mean, I'm not a professional. But that's how it makes a checklist great. Now yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Good call. Yeah. Okay. You know, now yeah. you, you can enjoy sure. one and be like, well, I still know what I got to do next. Yeah, right. I don't okay. want yeah, to be a carboy, but I got to do I it. I got it. It's on the list. I <laughs> see it. Okay. All right. So really make a process. Uh, yep. Okay. So that's the first thing. And that, that – to me is huge. I mean, the rest of this stuff's gravy. If you don't have that, it's good. You're going to perpetually be in the same thing of like, what do I do next? What do I do next? Yeah. What do I do next? And that can cost you hours every time you brew, bottle, keg, whatever you're going to do. You just kind of run in circles too. Like, well, yeah, you walk between places. And yeah. If you look at your list, you would go like, oh, I need to might as well get this yeah. while I'm here. Yeah. I definitely right. do that where I'm just kind of bouncing back and forth yeah, like, and, and it, it, wastes a lot. it all adds up to. And once you write the list, you never have to look at it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, literally you never look at it once you write it, but that's where your friends come into play when they want to come quote unquote help you yeah because you see a friend helping you brew is nothing more than a hindrance sure but yep. when they want to help you now you can be like oh great you're cleaning yep okay yeah. all right i'm gonna start using the list all right what's next <laughs> um the next thing is 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 really more about like what do you own what what's the setup time and it's really about planning again i know this is boring common sense but it's, okay. it's, it's about like if you if you can set it up the night before, okay, mm-hmm. so you got kids. I mean, th- those are the people I'm talking to now because I, I know what pain you're in. <laughs> yes. and, and, I know what pain and, is like. And, <laughs> and your wife's like, hey, honey, you can have three hours tomorrow. And you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what am I, I going to do with that? I'm going to brew all grain, triple the cocktail. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's going to be all to yourself, they yeah. say. Yeah, yeah it's right. never. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what that means. But, Pre-setting up, if you don't have something that is set up, the more you can filter your water, have it in place, all of that kind of stuff. If you're just heating your strike water in the morning, it is an awesome day of brewing Mm -hmm. rather than like, oh, crap, where did I put that cooler? Wait, Halloween party, we used it for punch. I better find that. I better clean it because I didn't clean it last time I used it because I was drunk. And all the little parts and hoses and everything. You're Mm -hmm. right about that. So, so it goes kind of with the checklist because you could put that on your checklist if you're really anal retentive. My checklist has like five things. So it's hmm. not like some involved, complicated thing. But yeah, if okay. I don't have it, I'm screwed. Um, so that, that's my next thing is, is really about when you are going to brew, 
pre-thinking it out and saying like I need this much water, I need this much this mm-hmm. to really to really get going. And hopefully by that point you've made your choice of style you're going to make, you've made all those choices and, and you're not getting a brew day going like, hmm. What yeah. are we doing today? And this stuff it can be done over the course of a, of a few days, too. It's not like you have to spend another two hours on Friday. You could, look, on Tuesday, go in and find Well, when you go to morbier.com on Wednesday to mm-hmm. place your order for Friday. Yes. <laughs> That's how it all You works. go look through oh, your stuff. Yeah. Yes. Make sure you have it. Get that order. But yeah, yeah, you can clean your chiller and all that stuff, you know, days ahead of time. So mm-hmm. then, exactly. On yeah. brew day, uh, a lot of your stuff's already checked off. Okay, and the more you can clean for a kegging day or a bottling day yeah. on brew day, because again, you're just cleaning and waiting. Yeah, uh, the more you you do those types of things, the easier the days are. Okay, so then you get in, you're in your brew day, and and, and what can you do to shorten it? And for all grain brewers, that's what I'm going to focus on today. But because a lot of us had all this spare time, and then it got <laughs> just yanked away from us. Right. It sucks. And you don't necessarily want to, like, I mean, one quick way, obviously, is to sort of move back to extract brewing or something. But a lot of these guys writing in, they know that. They go, all right, I could extract brew. But what I loved was what I used to do. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, of course. Seinfeld. But they want to do what they used to do, these, yeah. these all-grain brewers. So. Well, and a lot of us, once you do it, it's like, oh, I don't want to step back. Yeah. I yeah. want to be an all-grain brewer. Okay. So that's where little techniques can go a long way. And one of the basics ones I have is I had to rethink why I did what I did. And I mashed for an hour, almost always. And then I, a lot of times, go through a mash out afterwards and... I sparge for 45 minutes and boil for 90 or or whatever it was. So I started playing with it, and I started shortening those. And it's like, yes, you lose efficiency if you shorten your mash, but not that much. And you could could adjust your recipe accordingly. That's exactly it. Once you do it a few times and you say, like, okay, and really I'm not trying to shave that much time, so I'll I'll shave 15, 20 minutes off and use an extra 5% of grain. Okay. To make that that difference. And so something like a 40-minute mash is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. 40, 45 minute. You can do a half hour, um, but again, you're going you're gonna to keep bumping up how much grain it takes to get that same efficiency. Aren't there uh, strips or something like a way to check that you've had conversion? Well, you can do an iodine test. I was going to say that's your best way is an iodine yeah. test, but tasting it actually is one of your easier ones. I okay. Mean, and clarity. If it's, if it's clear... It's, it's converted. Yeah. Clear and sugary tasting. I was going to say, is that what we're you're making sugar, so yep. as soon as you can right. yeah. taste sugars, which most tests are six, what, six to eight minutes if you look at a dice oh, okay. power. But it's all about extracting it in a clear fashion. That takes a while. Got it. Okay. If you have iota for as your sanitizer, you can do a, a conversion test with your sanitizer yeah. even. If you can see color. Bastard. Oh. Yeah. Beardy can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what you know, All I can see is you color. Can't, you actually can't see color at all, Chris Graham? I'm Everything's in black and white? You can see that uh, there is. I see some They're color. all just the same color. In yeah. a tight spectrum, there's different shade differences. <laughs> Shades of gray. You and Warren, man. Warren, you would, to hear Warren talk about you think he's like a fucking amoeba that can only react to light <laughs> yeah. and dark, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't see color. I'm like, in, I'm in a Cagney film. <laughs> that's and I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like... Be, I'm with Beardy the amoeba. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, the two of you should brew yeah. together. <laughs> He's the one who just suggested it. Yeah, I know. It's a good idea. I used an iodine test. I just don't know what the results were. Yeah. <laughs> but I went through the motions. Right, yeah, I, I tested did it. it. Yeah, yeah, I opened the bottle and poured it on my head. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Must, be, must be converted. Yeah. Yeah. for yeah. something. All right, so something like a 30-minute mash. Yep. 
And then you mentioned that normally what you used to do is a, a mash out too, which is what like bring the temperature up to like one seventy. Exactly. That sort of locks everything in, right? But it, it makes everything much more viscous. It denatures ah. the enzymes. It does a lot of good things. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But so do you do still do that, or do you cut that out? I usually cut that out. Later. You do. Yeah. I've only done it a handful of times, and it was based – I did it because Tasty did it. And I thought, well, if Tasty's doing it, it must be good. <laughs> and, and it'll – quite frankly, when you've got a lot of time, it is perfect. Okay. It'll right. make for, I think, a much clearer beer, get you a much better consistent extraction rate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it'll freeze everything. It'll yeah. stop the uh, extraction. Right. So if you got time, it's worth it. Exactly. But you feel like it's something that could be skipped if you want to just – If I don't have the time, I would skip it. Okay. Got it. So now, now we're to sparging, though. And that still has to take the same amount of time, right? No, no, no. no not at all. All right. So what's the deal with that? You know, all, all of us old school guys still fly sparge. I, I still, I don't know why I still fly sparge, but <laughs> batch sparging is awesome. Yeah. And that's what I kind of do now is kind of a hybrid of the two. Okay. Uh, I'll fill up my mash tun to a certain point and I'll drain it almost the whole way out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pumping in my next batch of water into it and then... W- Letting it rest maybe 10 minutes and pumping that out. So okay. half hour tops. Whereas fly sparging, it's just this continuous. Slow, uh, 45 continuous. Minutes. But do you have to Vorloff in between batches? Not not usually because I'll use a pump. And, and that's another piece of equipment that helps me do a lot of things. So if I'm doing okay. a recirculation during the mash, I don't have to stop and do a Vorloff with a pitcher or whatnot mm-hmm. to to get clarity. Even on the second batch. Right. That's what I'm saying. In between batches. That's why I said wait about 10 minutes. And then using my pump in that 10 minutes so that the filter bed. So it is a Vorloff. Okay. Right? That's that's a Vorloff. So you're doing a Vorloff in between batches then? Yes. Okay. So you caught me. Okay. Still. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But now we're talking 10 minutes. So, okay. Same thing. That may affect your efficiency. But, again, that's all built in the rest. That's exactly it. Okay. Right. All right, and now at the end of two batches, I have a kettle full of wort. Well, two sparges. Two batch sparges. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And you got your normal, ready to go. And what when you're resting, doing your bowl off, getting it collected, I'm bringing that that first part up to a boil, and I have less liquid in my boil kettle, so mm-hmm. it's easier to get up to a boil. So as I'm sparging the second half, it's already hot. Yeah. Getting me there faster, so I'm not just waiting yeah that's a common sense thing i didn't do for years too yeah. like i just waited until the kettle was full and then i oh. turned on the heat oh, and yeah. then somebody i don't know who <laughs> just said you know you could start heating now and i went oh yeah that's brilliant <laughs> yeah why wouldn't i do that there, there's this rare weird like thing of of common sense and alcohol and they tend to be on this opposite <laughs> yeah. extreme of each other and it that's sucks. True. also yeah. though it's i'm like being married and going to a strip club I, <laughs> it doesn't make sense doesn't make sense also, I was always just so focused on the process itself that I was like, the process right now is to fill this thing with wort, not to heat it. That's next. And I just sort of moved it to the next step, right? But it's the same step. And there's so many things. If you do a checklist, there's so many things that make it easier. Like one of them is during sparging, even fly or batch doesn't matter. I used to keep sparging, keep adding liquid to my mash tun until I collected the exact volume in my boil. Mm. And I'm like, why am I doing this when I could just hedge my bet and just let it drain, get more sugars because now I'm not diluting it with more water. Mm-hmm. And so now on my checklist, I have an exact gallonage that when I hit that, I just stop my my hot liquor tank, let it drain all the way. And okay. only once I've been burned. 
uh, the rest of the time has been great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I lost a finger that one time, but it's fine. I don't know why those grains absorb more water, but they did. <laughs> I used to have three kids. It's <laughs> that one happened. All right. So now my kettle's full. Um, what's next? We boil. We boil. Yeah. Don't, okay. don't oh. cut that short. <laughs> don't do it. So... Don't cut anything on the boiling short. Like, I do a 90-minute boil. I do a 60, and, and a lot of times it's really about when you start the timer. Yeah, okay. You know, some people say, I do a 90-minute, and part of the boil over is their 90-minute. Hmm. For <laughs> me, it's once the boil over's done, settle down, everything's calm, then I add my hops in. Tell me the hot break. And then, well, yes, yeah, then yeah. the 60-minute starts. When no matter why, what, when do, you start, when do you start the burner? For what? The boil? For, for the boil, yeah. When I get about mm, two-thirds up, one-half up, somewhere in that range. Okay. Oh, wow, that full? Yeah. So the kettle's I, two-thirds full before you even yeah, turn I the burner I used to do it at like a quarter, and I worried mm. I was getting a little too much caramelization because you have such heavy mm. sugars down there. Yeah, yeah I do okay. it on the Friday before, and uh, <laughs> it's never worked out. <laughs> it the, great. the kettle is nice and hot. <laughs> <laughs> you do dry kettle editions? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds really cool when you I throw first start to sparge. The sizzle uh, is great. It's not very good for the beer. <laughs> why can't I? Why can't I do a thirty-minute boil? I mean, assuming I had adjusted the hop time, right, uh, or the amount of hops rather, so that the, the shortened time still gets me the uh, bitterness extraction I'm looking for. Why not shorten the boil? Do we go know? for it? Tell me what you think. Is no, it because no. there's a lot of other things that are say, happening? I, I, I've there's never things. gotten the clarity that I've wanted out of shortened boils. Yeah. I've never mm-hmm. gotten the good, clean extraction of hop bitterness. Okay. I've gotten hop bitterness, but it's been very mm-hmm. muddled with a lot of flavoring hops, a lot of grassiness that I wasn't looking for in that particular one. Okay. Yeah, there's proteins and fatty, fatty uh Fats that need to be broken down. Don't call me that much. Fatty, fat, fatty, 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 Fermentability and clarity. And stuff. Exactly. Okay, so a lot more happening than just the st- uh, sterilizing. If you don't care about that, you know, like staling agents that might be available uh, to the finished beer. So you know, it's all going to be done like at a, at a your own tap room and stuff like that. Or you dr- drunk you could, fast? Sure, yeah, you could do it. It could work. Yeah, I just think that's one of the least places I would look. To save my time. Okay. Yeah. Put your right. 30 minutes. But, it, but in that 60-minute boil, you can clean up the entire mash. You can get all yeah. your fermentation stuff ready. You mm-hmm. can actually get most of your bottling or kegging stuff ready in that 60 minutes. If you've so, done all your other homework. I mean, yeah. Maybe you've got to weigh out, if you're weighing out the hops and stuff. But, okay. yeah, it's time to do some other work. Yeah. Even with an all-Pilsner-based malt beer, you'll still just do a 60-minute boil? Do you have, like, a very vigorous boil to get all yeah, the DMS off? Okay, so if you're going to get into, like, a Bohemian Pills or, or something maybe specialized, we're, we're talking about the guy who needs to hammer out an IPA to make himself okay, happy. Okay, yeah, right. Um, probably not in my Munichellis or my Bohemian Pills, but most ales, yes. Okay. Sure, okay. Right. Where, where do you think the floor is for that? Even though I know it's clear that's not where you should be uh, looking to trim time, but so so I mean, there's no I, difference between 58 minutes and 60 minutes. No, is that fair I, to say? And, and so where's the floor then? There's 50, no, there, 50 there are no boil beers. Four, oh, 45. Yeah. Mm. Four, uh, okay. For me personally, now Mike might do 44 to beat me out at one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very competitive. JP yeah. might be 42. I'm a 90 minute guy yeah. all the way. 90. Yeah. What do you do, JP? 60. Uh, 90 minutes? I do whatever the Pico Bruce says. Yeah. 75 <laughs> to 90. So I'll start at about 
a quarter, maybe a third of the way full, start the burner. Yeah. Talking about the boil, right? Yeah. Okay. I, was, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I know. You weren't here. Really, I was looking at Fermentation, yeah. actually. Hot um, liquor tank. And, uh, and, and so, you know, by the, so like Chris, I'll wait for my hot break to happen where, like, you know, the, the foam gets kind of hits its max and the, the surface tension, yeah. you know, is not allowing the steam to come up and it creates that big boil over. Once that dies down, then I'll add my hops, and that's when I start my timer for my first sixty. So, okay, you know, it de- it it depends. I don't do a hard a hard thing. Whatever the beer, it's like baking or cooking anything. It's whenever the thing tells you it's done, mm. it's done. Okay. I've seen JP Brew. Don't mm-hmm. follow those instructions. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's pretty much what I do. That's too, exactly so what you this just said be... ten minutes ago. Yeah, but I've seen you brew. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's the same, well, which isn't good. I don't think I'm helping the, you. The bunny costume. I yeah, I did. <laughs> it was cute. All right, so boil is done. What now? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Take a nap. Now oh. we have a beer. Yeah. Or we at least have a quarter of one just to celebrate. Yes. And now we start planning for fermentation. Okay. So it's all about all the steps coming into fermentation. All right. So why don't we do this? We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk fermentation with Chris Graham. If you've got questions, hit the chat button uh, or call us up, 888-401-BEER. We'll be right back with more beers. Chris Graham. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2016 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2016 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 11, 2015, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries into the Danstar 2016 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Lalamond and Danstar Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? (laughs) Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers to together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org that's it i've had it i am never putting hops 
in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. There are two types of people in the world, naughty and nice. Grogtag is letting you tell it like it is with their naughty or nice labels for the holidays. Grandma getting you down? Slap a naughty label on that four-year-old pale ale and put it under the tree. Did your Uncle Sal add you to his will? Well, he deserves your freshest batch of IPA with a custom nice label. Pick up one set of each and take 25% off your order by either entering code NAUGHTY or NICE at checkout. We all know how much beer you have to get rid of, so why not make it look good? Go find them at grogtag.com and don't forget to sign up for their newsletter to learn about their upcoming Black Friday sale and the Gifting with Grogtag 12-day sale during Christmas. Grogtag. At least your beer will look good. Thanks for hanging out. Got a few things left to do. Uh, hey, don't forget about our good friends over at Beersmith. You can go to Beersmith.com right now and check out their uh, home brewing software, which is also used by pro brewers everywhere, too. It's just that good. Get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith brewing software over at Beersmith.com. He's got a podcast and uh, he does DVDs, too. There's a video there with our good friend John Palmer. So go check him out at Beersmith. You don't have to take our word for it because you get a free trial out of doing it. But does, does he do DVDAs? Oh, I don't know. Is that That's the real question. That's a new thing now? Oh, it's the new thing. It's what the is newest it? format. Really? Yeah, DVDA. What is, what is it? Double vaginal, double anal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. Uh, I don't think he does that yet, but it's probably on the agenda, knowing Brad. Right. You know, he's a smart guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> he's on the cutting edge. <laughs> he's on the cutting edge of these things. Uh, all right. Also, we're going to give away some things right now. We're a really appropriate podcast. Yeah. Right now. Well, because Chris Graham's uh, on his third beer. and uh, <laughs> okay. time he's, to give away the, he's a oh, family yeah. man. He heard the tag being capped, and he's like, I need to sit down. I'm yeah. a little loaded right now. It's time to give some things away. So here's what I'm going to do. I've got a, uh, a refractometer yep. and a $25 gift certificate to more beer. Uh, wow. I believe the whole package is worth uh, almost 100 bucks. Um, right now to caller number 10 for, for 10 years of the Brewing Network. That's right. Uh, right. Uh, Hey, 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 call 10 right now. 
Radio professional. Ten years of the marriage that is More Beer and Brewing Network. Uh, caller number 10 right now, 888-401-BEER. 888-401-BEER. You're going to get a refractometer and 25 bucks. And uh, we got some more things to give away tonight, too. So call your friends. Tell them to tune in. And we're going to do it all live here on the program. We do have one thing that we'll give away uh, later in the week. So you'll get a chance. Those of you podcast listeners will actually get a yeah. chance to play along as well. A date with Doc. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, two things. That's right. <laughs> yeah. so. A date with Doc and that, that's, right. that's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> right. yeah, dates with Doc. Uh, be careful what you wish yeah. for. The date lasts three days. Just yeah. FYI. Yeah. 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 Every date I have with Doc lately lasts three days, so Beardy's not kidding. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah. And Beardy, you know, Beardy lasted pretty good this uh, last time. Yeah, Beardy partied with us. Yeah. Hard. I had to move my car, otherwise I'd get ticketed. That's the only reason I left. That's the only reason you left? Yeah. Oh, dude, pay that ticket. Oh, no, but... We woke up on your couch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, was that time. <laughs> no, no, like in the last 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. All right, so we were just about to move on to the fermentation process. We finished our boil. It, and do you want to talk anything about knockout? And There's not much to do to shorten the chilling wort down, is there? And, there there's little tiny things you can do, pre-chilling your water, having double chillers, dock yeah. style, yep. ice, lots of ice. Anytime you can incorporate ice somewhere in there, it's going to help. Okay. What about no chill? Anybody? You know, that's something you could do, right? You could just put your... No. You can work right into your cold space and let it do all the work. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. What about that, Chris? What about that shit? <laughs> <laughs> then you could go party. Just go. That, that just beer. sounds plain awful. <laughs> the no chill method. It's a risky business. I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a germaphobe, and you just made my skin crawl. Yeah. 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 So you don't. You don't my like germaphobe yeah. from the next. <laughs> I rarely pitch the same day. Uh, yeah, I know, oh, Mike. Really? And I'm always. I create the war. Perpetually blown away at how good. A beer you make. Well, I, I drink them quick. You never know. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't stick around. Yeah. <laughs> they make it out of the ferment, which, is, of course, is significant. But. Yeah. Okay. So a couple things you can do by chilling the water, double chiller, stuff like that. Uh, but just get a cold. And now we're into a fermenter of some kind. Yep. What now? How do I speak So it the fermenter itself can make a pretty big impact. Yeah. Um, anything with a pan bottom, con- conical bottom, anything like that is going to help you. So the more conical it is, the more you can dump troop during fermentation, the more you can shorten the process, speed up the maturation, in other words. And the right shape will help you get better tank hydraulics, better flow of the, the wort fermenting around. You know, in the glass carboy, you see it going around. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and you'll know, a thing of beauty that is. It is. But the taller, the skinnier it is, the longer it seems to take relative to a short, wet wide vat okay but, but a little too short wide might make you flavors that you don't want so it's all about the right ratio of height to width okay and most of today's conicals and fermenters meet those height to width ratios but i find with any of the the, the fermenters out there there's super cheap plastic one out there called fast ferment mm-hmm. there's the ss brutex of course blickman and ourselves we make conicals out of stainless um, so a lot of choices, but believe it or not, that little change can knock a few days off your ferment. So you're saying the the carboy is not the ideal one because it's taller and thinner. Or are it, you saying that fits in this group too? It fits pretty well. It's okay. surprisingly how good it can do, but you can do even faster. Okay. And this is just shaving days off right. terminal gravity is what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Okay. But but if we're shaving hours off a brew day, days off a terminal it's, gravity might be pretty big. Yeah. Ease of cleaning too. It always took me way longer to clean a carboy and get every single bit of dried trube at the top with the carboy brush that's hooked, mm. trying to s- scrape off all those little bits. 
mm-hmm. versus being able to open up the top of a conical, reach in, and just scrub it all. Yeah. Is way faster. Yeah. I used to just throw the carboys away. <laughs> Single use? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Those are one-time use. <laughs> Go to more beer and buy those. Justin, remember what you used to do to your carboys? I, I like that strategy. In fact, stainless conicals. Just throw them out. Get another one. He's going to do it. Justin used to leave his conicals for months and say, Doc, can you clean these? No, not my, my carboys, not my conicals. Your, no, your carboys. Yeah, car- your, yeah. Oh, his carboys were just... Yeah. They were no, I did get a conical pack that I questioned, and it actually looked pretty good. So. <laughs> yeah, the carboy, the conicals I take care of. The carboys, that's yeah, single use. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> okay, so uh, proper fermentation vessel, a little wider. Yeah. Uh, okay, but the, but then before that, obviously you got to pitch, and that yeah. can make a huge difference in time of fermentation. If you pitch a single pack and a ten sixty five beer. It's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take a longer lag time. It's going to take longer to ferment. So if you're like me, you've got no time to make a starter. Yeah. Just pitch a few more vials of White Labs or Y yeast. I mean, come on. Yeah. Where but, did you get them? Well, <laughs> I would go you down a, to the bakery and see you what they You get a deal got. on those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, of course, that people complain about you know, the, the price of, of doing more. But you you got to uh, weigh what you're looking for here, speed or say, cost. This is not the budget show. Right. This is the right. I got to get it done fast show. So I've done this before, too. Um, I'm generally on the starter method. But I agree with you. Sometimes you just don't have time for that. I've done the, you know, buy, I've bought four vials before oh, yeah. and dumped oh, yeah. it in, you know. High gravity, four vials, no problem. Dump them all in there. Yeah. Okay. And now there's giga yeast. Now there's um, crap. Never no, heard of organic. We're one. a white labs show here. Yeah. So, Sorry. Yeah. Never heard of it. <laughs> I bought six vials one time to avoid buying doing a starter yeah. on oh, a yeah, lager. Sure. Yeah. Nice work. Oh, on a lager. Yeah. A, yeah. Nice work. I, I learned the multi to pitch from him from Graham oh, I, because I, I was in there bitching about oh, I, I I missed my window about doing this starter and this and this he rolls up and just goes Here. on the table goes, just throw that in there. yeah and yeah shut up about it well because, granted Doc's the guy who's texted me saying I think I forgot to pitch because he was too drunk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I brewed and then forgot to add yeast yeah. we've heard that yeah. Yeah. Um, also, but, but in in all good conscience, I went out there to look, and there was there was two Erlenmeyers empty. So, <laughs> so I must, I must have when pissed. were they added, Doc? You when were they added? You drank it. We're out of alcohol. <laughs> this beer's really under-attenuated. Yeah. I've right. got diarrhea. Are you talking about in, in, Imperial? Is that the organic yeast? Yes. Okay. Never heard of it. We have White Labs. I told you. We're, we're a White, White Labs house. What? And granted, I am a, I'm a White Labs junkie. You asked me what... The yeah, we all do. I know. Yeah, yeah, but now it's two hundred. I'm all about two hundred. Oh, nice. No shit. Is that's that's one hundred ninety nine difference. Is that the blend? Yes. Right. Which best, blend of what? Best of both worlds. We don't know. Oh, one and oh, two. No, it is. But it's not fifty fifty. Oh right, Ooh, of course. A little inside Interesting. Okay, that that's your new go to. I huh? don't know what we're talking about. What's two hundred? WL two hundred. WLP. What's the combination of? Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> is that like a proprietary? Is it a more beer strain? It is a more beer. Yeah. Oh, best, I didn't know. Best that. of both worlds. Okay, that's cool. Sell a lot at the shop. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. So pitch a lot. Can I? What do you experience when you use that yeast? Why, why would I use that? That's what I love about it. Is it's fast. Oh, fast. High attenuation, but mm-hmm. great flocculation. That's good. Hence yeah. the name, Best of Both Worlds. Thank okay. you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it, it's, yeah, why not? It's really? English and Cal blended together, but yeah. 
but at the right ratio that you get a little bit of both. You've tweaked it. Right. So the heavy flocculation tendencies of O2 help bind with the O1 that ferments fast, and then they just all drop out at the end. Bing. Great. So the two tends to give you a slightly maltier beer. Uh, Homebrew scale, yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that English character, that that maltier. Beer, get that as well. Okay. So Beardy, is is it different homebrew scale or and you know uh, major scale where you guys are? Well, I don't know. I've never used it professionally. So, no. or are you talking mixolydian scale or what do we? <laughs> well, I mean, I prefer iodian, but okay. you know, whatever. All potato, right. potato, creation. All right. So, uh, pitch a lot. Next. Yep. Appropriate. Uh, proper oxygenation. Mm-hmm. Not too much. I mean, so breathing into it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe a little more. <laughs> I do maybe you want to filter it. Uh. Yeah, I do it every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So lots of O2, yep. but not too much. The proper By the way, I have to admit, I, I hate this piece of advice. And not because it's not good, but because no one can ever say how much. Because we can't measure it as homebrewers, we always say right. a lot, but not. You can. We can? How? Dissolved oxygen meter. Okay, so I have to <laughs> if buy. If you have a twenty grand, yes, right. No, you don't want to buy the cheap and one. Right. Your, so your again, record. as a home brewer, I can't no, measure it. So I get this advice that says do a lot of oxygen, but not too much. Mm-hmm. What the you, fuck does that mean? Well, you can buy a regulator, an oxygen regulator that distributes it not based on psi, but like liters per minute, and okay. then you can just use time and your liters per minute setting. Okay, and then you can actually do a somewhat measured oxygen. Delivery long, into as, the beer. As okay. long as you have the right temperature. Right, yeah, knowing your temperature. But to Justin, that just means some. Right. <laughs> that some. does require not drinking this? most of the day, probably, to figure that out. Well, just I'm sure the beer Smith day. would figure it out for me. How about this? Don't waste your money. Okay. Do 60 seconds per five gallons. Okay. Done. Uh, all right, yeah. that's what I'm Good looking for. Some measurement. 60 yeah. seconds per five gallons. Okay, I like it. Good enough. Now I don't hate the advice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I made you happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you get good ferments from that, then don't, don't change your thing. Okay. All right. What's next? Then after that, it's about, and hopefully you chose this before you brewed, but what are you going to clarify it with? Because that can make a huge world of difference. Okay. You got your basic Kerrigan, your Irish Moss, your Whirlflock. Uh, kick, Kerrigan, all of those. Well, I started back in the boil, right? Like I threw yeah. some Warflock in the boil. That's pretty much in That's why I said it's like yeah. you're planning. Sometimes you okay. forget. Right. It's on your list. Right? Yeah, and sometimes you do forget. Yeah. And yep. so there's Biofine, Gelatin, PVPP, um, all of those. Time. But, <laughs> and, and time. There's time time's not my friend. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. So Gravity. using these. It's also carpet. There is, but it's not very effective if you want to drink the beer. Yeah, but but uh, like I use gelatin periodically, and it's amazing. That'll knock four or five days off my beer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Easier than filtering and uh, pretty quick. Um, Doesn't the gelatin work like overnight? Right? You just throw it in. The next day you're clear. It works pretty, pretty well. Yeah. If you do it right, yeah, it works okay. really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've like, used I use it for it. a long time, and it, 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 you should use the microphone. It's, a long it's very time too. tried and true. Uh, I've used it for a long time. It's Almost foolproof, and it does clear it up really fast. Okay, uh, I do. I do like Biofine though. No, Biofine's great too. And, and to throw a pitch to uh, White Labs Clarity Firm, yeah, very nice. Saccharomyces and Clarity Fine put both of those in. Or Clarity Firm, sorry. Yeah, great products, fast and, and great results. And virtually yeah. gluten free. Your your resulting beer. Virtually, yeah. 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 With, with Biofine, I've noticed that. You really have to do a good job of shaking the conical or whatever fermenter it is in order to get it really mixed in. Okay. I don't know if gelatin. I haven't used gelatin on a home scale before, 
And so I don't know if you have the same mixing issues, but Biofine, you can if you just dump it in the top and let it sit, yeah. you're not going to get clear beer. Okay. But if you mix it thoroughly, yeah, next day you'll have clear beer. Okay. Well, I like to take 90-barrel fermenters and just swirl them a little bit. <laughs> right. I mean, when you don't bolt them down to the ground, it's real easy. You just start pushing it real slow, yeah. and it when gets rocking down, real good. you use the forklift. Right. <laughs> Turn the wheel all the way to the right and hit the gas. Right. Well, you back up against it. You don't want to poke holes in it with the forks. Right. So you back up against the fermenter and just start pushing. That's funny. I, I had the gelatin when I racked the kegs, and then one of the things I do is I'll, like, you know, rack to the keg, you know, uh, top it off with CO2 and you know, high pressure, you know, get a good seal. Then I'll turn the keg upside down for, like, an hour. Oh, yeah. Like, do that with your fancy 120-burger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn it upside down. upside down, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Try that. Well, yeah, at Heretic, we would carbonate after. We'd add the biofine before and use carbonation through the bottom, and it would just stir everything in. Dual purpose. Right. Saves time. See? Saves. Saves time. Yeah. Okay. All right, I like it. All right, so now we're clarifying. Yep. So, well, we're, we're clarified, but but that's one of the pre-choices you're going to make before you ferment. Okay. But one of the other two things that are, are super handy during the process of fermentation is a refractometer is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then a product I, I love called the Beer Bug. And, oh, yeah. And just graphically going online and seeing where my fermentation is because there's nothing that's going to shorten your brew day or brew session like knowing where your gravity is at all times so what is the beer bug it's a device that you put on top of your fermenter it floats down in measures the gravity and plots it online for you okay so you just always check on it you know exactly what's happening yeah you can do it from your smartphone the web it's really cool okay yeah you tried it out didn't you yeah it was great how did your efficiency at more beer go down as you had the as the beer bug because you were just watching that instead of actually making decisions well, yeah, I, I have my employees working up beer bugs, too. Oh, okay. It's, it's kind of yeah. weird. So everyone stopped working, <laughs> right. and instead of just watching their fermentation all day. Yeah. J- JP, weren't you doing the beer bug yeah, I have thing? One. Yeah. And how'd that go? And Tasty well, did one, too. Yeah, I did. It was great. Right. I use it for my lagering things, so I, I didn't have to go downstairs I like, where right. fermenter is. It was great, because because you know, like right now, I, what I didn't do is set it up for the, uh, the Brewcaster Challenge that Moscow and I are doing. Oh, yeah. So now I'm like, well, shit, I have to take a sample to make sure that it's actually done. But with the uh, beer bug, it'll tell you if it's done. You don't have to. You don't have to open the fermenter, expose it to oxygen or contaminations of any kind or anything like that. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, mine is. I think finished fermenting, but I think it might have just kind of crapped out, and well, it would be you, perfect because I'm, I'm afraid to open the carboy. For you, I, uh, would, yeah. I would open the carboy and check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Take it outside yeah, right. on a windy day. Breathe yeah, right. very heavily right. as yeah. you're doing yeah. it. Yeah. Cough into it. Don't ever do close that. it again afterwards. Yeah. Either. All right, duly noted. Uh, okay. Beer bug. I like it. That's a nice gadget to uh, keep abreast of things. Simple. And, and at first I was like, eh. And then I used it and I'm like, oh my God. Okay. That, that's it, simple. Does it do temperature and yeah. gravity and everything else? Yeah, it does two different types of temperature. So if you're going to buy one, just know that you can get one where it's measuring the air that flows through it, or you can buy an external temperature which hooks in and goes into your beer and measures the actual beer itself. Okay. Got it. So you need the probe to get yeah. down in there. Okay. But <laughs> stay, probes Chris usually Graham, get down it's in the there. Same show it ever was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this yeah. classed it up when we were in a. No, 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 no. We're ready to go. We just want to see where you're going with it. Yeah. By the way, your uh, invoice is going at 500. <laughs> percent right. yeah. We have to raise per cost. dick joke. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, he's still a sponsor next week. <laughs> Well, it's, it's not a That's problem. That's why you guys haven't had me on. <laughs> right. Yeah, we right. don't want you to know what's happening. You thought we would have evolved by now. We have but, to save you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? 
Uh, now we're going to go into packaging and aging. Okay. So pretty simple. Uh, we're going to choose between bottling or kegging. Guess which one's faster? Kegging. Absolutely. Yeah. Good guess. It's so, lazier, too. 50-50. It, it is the lazy choice, and that's why I do it. Yeah, okay. Um, so bottling's great. It's fine. It's cheap, but it takes you an extra couple of weeks because you got to mature in the bottle. Not just that, but right. even on the day of, uh, with the with the sanitizing of all right. those individual bottles instead of just one vessel. Uh, so it's not just the. the I'm the, so anal retentive. I don't think it's a savings. You don't. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and but, the risk of bombs happening, exploding bottles. Yeah, uh, no, but, but time. I'm talking about. I'm, no, no, I'm no, saying that on the day but, of bottling, that's a time consuming thing. I don't know why yeah. kegging takes me as long as it does, and I I clean my keg. While while I boil, so I'm at least using my time wisely. Oh. But I take forever to clean a keg. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I see oh. what you're I saying. Because I like to now. actually make sure it's clean. Yeah, but that's not. It's still faster than 40 bottles. It, well, if yeah. you think about it, a keg is one bottle. Yeah. Right. yeah so I, even if you do yeah. take but your I, sweet ass time, but I get my bottles new and for free. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but still, you have to dip each one in a thing and then you put still it on. Need to clean it and, and sanitize it. And then you have to dip each. You know, cram. There's no way. It takes you as long to keg. You should see me keg. <laughs> it takes a while. I'm not going to lie there. Okay. Well, the bottling always made me put it off. To port the yes. port was, I like, quit hovering oh, four I can't, times I can't do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow that, yeah. because it's a big thing. Yes. No, no. I seriously, Agreed. Doc, I quit brewing because of bottling. Yeah. Really? And then I joined it again because I can't quit anything. I have alcohol. <laughs> I'm not going to quit, quit it. Right? Yeah. I'm no quitter. <laughs> I only bottled using my Blickman beer gun. I kegged from the beginning. Uh, I mean, okay. whenever I had to bottle, just had the beer gun. Just. Psh. Oh, you never had the old school bottle, huh? Wow. I did it for fun about three times, and I was like, yep, this is why I never did it. Oh, wow. I did it for years because mm-hmm. I couldn't make that, justify that cost. It was, with when the I, old tube that had that, I, I, all the stuff I got for more beer with the little plastic spring. thing, spring oh, yeah. at the and bottom. It all right. over Oh, every every time. Yeah. I mean, it worked, right? I was happy as a clam then. Yeah. It was my new thing, right? And then you yeah. had to wait two weeks. Yeah, the two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Two weeks weeks oh. drove me nuts. At the, the time, I told my wife that, oh, it's cheaper if I make it at home. And since I paid the credit card, she didn't know that there was a cheaper option than <laughs> oh, yeah. kegging. Yeah. We like, didn't go over the fastest fun. way to brew yet. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's called Costco Beer Line. Yeah. <laughs> right. The thing that sent me over was... Those big five-gallon cakes, where are you going to put it? You can't talk the wife into putting that into the refrigerator. Oh, you can't, Doc. Right. So you need a new vessel. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it was Chris that says, you know, we got these little kegs, and they, oh. fit, they fit right in the refrigerator, and that, I, I, got to, I could talk to her into that one, right the into Scotties? that part. Yeah, the Scotties. The two and a half? Yeah. And that, oh, I never even tried to fit I one didn't of those even know they existed until he brought that up. Yeah. And then that's oh, when. That's my fault. But that's when I got into kegging because it was easier to get it in the refrigerator. Sure. I didn't have to buy a whole new refrigerator. I could get that in there. Okay. Good call. That's good advice because I think a lot of people do have to think about that. When you yeah. look at the kegging system, now you have to have a place to put that five gallon keg. Right. My wife never went in the garage, so one day she went down and there was like, wait, there are three refrigerators and a chest freezer in here. And you're like, I, how did those get there? It was here when we moved in. Yeah. I don't know. I swear those don't take power. Right. <laughs> they, bar- they barely These use These are anything. not the fridges. You're They're practically right. LED refrigerators. They hardly take anything. They're all green. <laughs> right. It's fine. Don't worry about it. All right. So kegging is the way to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, because you can, uh, even on, on, on packaging day, and then, of course, the carbonation time is it's quick. You can do it quick. 
can. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can screw it up quick, but you can do it quick. You can put it up to thirty pounds and shake it. So Great. go to morebeer.com forward slash kegging. Okay. Download my PDF. Don't call me. Don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me your beer is overcarbonated and foaming. Mm-hmm. Because follow the instructions. Two different ways to carbonate your beer. Forced carbonation over pressure or forced carbonation over time. Okay. They both work the same. STP, standard temperature and pressure. Okay. So if you really, really need your beer in a hurry. Yes, I do. You you fermented it on Friday, you fermented it by Tuesday, and you got to serve it by Friday. Yeah. So one week turnaround. I've done it. Okay. Weddings, especially. So you're going to brew that beer that's not exceptionally hoppy, not exceptionally malty, not exceptionally anything. <laughs> but it's beer. It's right. called it's free beer for right. someone else. It's beer that your friend asked you to make for their wedding. It's not even yes. exceptional. You're making a double IPA in a week. Yes. Okay. So if you want to carbonate that fast, the best way, in my opinion, to do it, get your beer cold. Put it in the keg. Get it cold overnight. Grab a exercise ball if someone's got one. One of those cheesy, you, know, you yeah. guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we all exercise all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Yeah. We don't, but our girlfriends' right. wives yes. do. Yeah. Statuesque. Yeah. That's what we all are. I have that thing that, that annoys me. It's in the corner. It's called an exercise ball. I don't touch it. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> but when you Describe put my it. keg on there, five gallons, and I bounce it up and down, that, that keg just keeps bouncing. Yeah, like nice. <laughs> God so, damn it, you are the laziest person I've ever met. I love it. No, no, it's yeah. called genius. Sorry, yeah. Yes. He, he hired a day laborer to actually place the keg on the exercise ball. <laughs> yes. right. God, I didn't hire them until it got bouncing. And I wanted to yeah. save just a to few oversee bucks. It. Yeah. Right. Yes, yeah. I'm cheap and lazy. No, what a good idea. It bounces yeah. for you. No, yeah. so you can use one of those anyway. On my PDF, I describe how to do it properly that okay. way. But that's one of the better ways because you don't end up cranking it to 30, 40 PSI. Yeah. Because when you do that, it's almost inevitable that you're going to end up with overcarbonation at least one of the 10 times you do that. So you just keep it at the standard PSI. Well, you, you bring you hedge your bet. You bring it over it, but you don't go like four times it. Okay. PDF my ass, JP. We got to get over and film him with his exercise ball keg technique. Of course we We do. We need a video of Chris (laughs) Graham doing this. It's a shake weight, basically. Yeah, it's a giant shake weight. He's just, you know, right to the face. He's just bouncing on the ball right to the the face. Mike, Mike, no, that would be a lot of work. We really do need to follow Chris Graham on a brew day. Yes, we do. Well, the other way is. It would be the most boring thing you've ever seen. It would be the most uncomfortable. Like awkward. No, JP is watching. We don't want you to talk or anything. We just yeah. want to film the technique. But like, but like Chris on the microphones and Chris off the microphones are very different people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we put him in a unitard? People. Yes, I I say yes. It's a required <laughs> uniform. <laughs> Have you ever guys safety? You don't want anything getting caught. Yes. Have you guys ever like taken the beer for a ride in the car? No. That does it too. No, I've done that. When I've been, I've been traveling to an event, I remember traveling down to the Firestone Walker Invitational and having a beer that was undercarbonated. So I just put it on yeah. pressure. Crank it up. And drove. A higher pressure and then drove down there. Excellent and, uh, idea. Yeah. Okay. It's one way to get kids to go to sleep and carbonate. And carbonate. That's why I thought you would know how to do that one. <laughs> if you don't, don't have the exercise Shut ball, the fuck up and carbonate. Yeah, double whammy. <laughs> and then, Chris, you had the other way I think you are going to mention is the uh, standard pressure over a longer period of time. Oh, and, and let's just say, we're going to shave all this time off your brew day. We're going to shave some time off your fermentation. 
and let's let your goddamn beer maturate. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be ready to right. And let it go well, at a standard temperature and pressure. <laughs> and let's go, go for seven to ten days and age properly and actually taste decent so your friends don't go, what the? I don't like homebrew. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't have time for that. Homebrew? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think that most of the questions about speeding up the process are about brew day anyway. So I think you're right. If yeah. we're able to save all this time on brew day and time away from the family, the rest you're with the family while yeah, the stuff's carbonating. I was going to say, if it's you know, carbonating for two weeks, yeah. who cares? Right. Yeah. yeah. If you're I mean, thirsty, I can, that's I another thing. I drink it. It's yeah. kegged. Yeah. I draw off what I need. <laughs> yes. I, I've drank my... <laughs> I said need. <laughs> right. I have drank my share of flat homebrew off the keg waiting. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You have to. It's just, it's a rule. Well, that's why I always it. shook it, so that yeah. way, right. forty-five minutes later, that's why I'm I ready to did drink the it. Things right the first time, and nobody else well, did. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I did I, shake the, it too for the same reason. The one the thing, one I, did thing learn, I did learn. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Beardy. Yeah, here's how I did everything right the first time. I never bottled. I always beer gunned it. Can I just clarify the uh, the, the <laughs> Beardy's not done yet. Oh, you know, never, I never started, so I was never, just waiting for JP to stop. The beard hasn't finished moving yet. <laughs> All right, whenever you're ready. In your own you're, time. Right, yeah. uh, I think we all need a minute. Okay, ready, yeah. go. Okay. I always shook Shut it. Shut up, yeah, right. <laughs> You always shook it, yeah. To get okay. there fast. Right, to get there fast. But one lesson I did Jesus. learn is if you want your security deposit back on your rental... Oh. Is always shake it the keg because it would it leaves a mark on the the rubber bottom of your corny keg. Yeah, yeah. Will yeah. leave a mark on the floor, and so I I ruined a couple floors. With shake some it black outside marks. or on or a like towel. Get or, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. put it, so put something down on the it's floor. It's called an exercise ball. I've That's already right. Gone over I, I never <laughs> had the exercise right. ball because I'm a fatty. So yeah. <laughs> right, we saw your magazine cover. Well, you, we know. you can also put it on the dryer. As the dryer's running, oh, you put right. a blanket down. It goes. <laughs> Interesting. It, it, it works great. <laughs> Never thought of that. All right, that's automation. That's right a there. new one for me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to shake it quite. Well, you didn't put your kid in the. No. No, no, Doc. Doc, we don't talk huh. out loud about these things. <laughs> right. We're parents. We talk off offline about them. You're a parent too. Uh, no, no. God, no. <laughs> the empirical we. That you know of. <laughs> Nobody had turned. Talking about the other we. Is that why Daniela visits all the time? The royal we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so I can see our, <laughs> our, how our child is doing. <laughs> My little German child. <laughs> he does look a lot like me. I feel like an Italian German. I was just going to say, that's a real cute kid. It does look a lot like me, yeah. All right. All right. So now we're carbonated. Are, I, we, are we done? Did we make fast beer? We can. We can drink. <laughs> Did we do it? <laughs> now we can drink. I, I, and you better drink it fast. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I just want to clarify why it's why it's better to leave it on the on the CO two for two weeks. What, why is that better than so much better than shaking? So maturation has to do a lot with the compounds that are going on during that time frame. The chemical processes that are changing the beer, um, so cold aging in that time frame is going to make huge leaps and bounds of what the yeast is going to reabsorb, what flavor profiles are going to come out, what yeast is going to settle out and, and clarify in the beer. Um, so, does, a new beer, a new beer is going to you're going to be able to taste the components of alcohol, malt, and yeast. In mature beer, they're going to be melded together into, into its final product. Mm-hmm. 
So it's more about it's about the time then. So if I left right. it cold, not carbonated, not on CO two, I just left it in the yep. fridge cold, and then I shook carved it after it matured for whatever two weeks. It's the same difference. Same answer. The problem you'd run into there is one: you left it risky. You left it uncarbonated, so you're not making a positive pressure. Oh, I see. So that your lid could sit down, oxygen could come in, bacteria, all right. those nasty little bits. And there's some sediment forming in the bottom, right. which you're going to shake up. Right. And why not put it on pressure? Right. Why do that extra work at the end? Sitting in the fridge anyway, put it on CO2. Yeah. yeah. And the concentration of those things affects how long it takes to mature, too. Like a, a mild or a low... No. Low alcohol beer will mature and be ready to drink way faster than an imperial IPA or even like a bar- barley wine, like Absolutely. you guys are doing. Yeah. It, it's quicker turnaround time for the low alcohol beers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That should be your first thing. You need to brew beer fast, weddings, whatever. Choose a low Light alcohol beer. beer. Yeah. yeah, don't don't be like, oh, I want to do a quad. Yeah, yeah but uh, what you and Olin have said from. 20 years is uh, they like to put it on and just let it go for two weeks at this temperature and this pressure, and it comes out exactly what you want, not under and not over carbonated. And you get the maturation at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Doc looked at me a little crazy when I said that first time. <laughs> no, and, I kind of didn't, but. And then um, I tried his Hefeweizen. I've never had a 9% Hefeweizen before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they came yeah. rolling in. Uh, him and Nolan came rolling in on on their uh, uh, mountain bikes, and they were thirsty <laughs> again, exercising. Yeah, and com- coming off the the back forty off of me, and by your house cold the and, and so the they, yeah. hey, here's some refreshing half of bison. Red nine percent. Yeah, the ride back was easier. Yeah, <laughs> or harder. I don't know. <laughs> so, so what do you think I should do for for my high? gravity barley wine should i leave it on co2 in the keg room temp we're drinking it sooner than it's, it's going to be ready to well first off drink. why are you trying to make a barley wine fast it's because the- because <laughs> we're, we that is over. a good question because i decided that that's what their challenge yeah. should yeah. be so, self-imposed time restraints yeah. for a competition so i would get that cold as fast as possible okay yeah i would carbonate it because it's then more stable Cold, but cold, okay. Cold and carbonated, because then it's off-gassing. It's it's pressing out. But w- it would be if it were room temp, too, right? Sitting on CO2, but, but not in not the fridge? Cold. Okay, but that, all right. The cold helps. The okay. cold, CO2 goes into solution better at cold temperatures. But but also, yeah. it, it's not only that. It's, it's First off, cold helps maturation. Yeah. It makes it go faster. You settle things out faster. Um, you stop processes instantly. And then, two, when you make, See it when you make CO two. Okay. I love making. <laughs> love making CO2. When you exhale, I made you make CO2. CO2. Yeah. I made it. I'm gonna make it right now. When you when you have a keg <laughs> properly pressurized, you are now in a safe environment. You, your seals are all pressurized, and you don't run the risk of a lid dropping or anything like that. By the way, you know how I know JP stopped listening? He's not yelling at you for getting advice on your competition yeah. group right now. <laughs> totally. So he has no idea that you guys don't it. want me to say what's on JP's computer right now. I mean, literally, you don't want me to describe what I see on there. True. I don't mean to sponsor. Wiener. It's fine. <laughs> Triple winner. <laughs> the whole thing. All right. Uh, right now, caller number five is going to get a refractometer and a more beer $25 gift certificate combo. 888-401-BEER. Bevo is ready for your calls right now. 888-401-BEER. Caller number five. What happened to the first thing? Um, we gave it away to caller number 10. Okay. I didn't want to oh, talk to him. We didn't yeah. put him on the No, Bevo took care of it. I don't want to talk to these people anymore. I'm drinking more. We have more things it's, to give away. Uh, we got more things to give away. Um, 
Here's what we're, we're done making our, our fast beer, though, now, right? Oh, we've made it. All right. Then we're that gonna, was quick. Are we, are we drunk yet? We're going to take a break. Oh, we haven't fast um, drank yet. Oh. We didn't fast drink. Oh. That involves cake stands, right? And we, we have a list for what we're doing for the show, so no problem. We can drink because we know it's written down. Correct. We know what it's we're doing. Thank you, so, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh. All right. 888-401-BEER. Plus, we have more to give away. You guys want to take our dinner break now? Yes. Please. All right. We'll take a dinner break, so we'll be back in a few for you live listeners, for you podcasts. You, you won't know the difference. We'll be back in, a, in just a few minutes. So hang in there. It's the session. We're talking to our good friend Chris Graham for more beer. We got more to give away. You podcasters are going to get to uh, play along as well, but we also got another caller giveaway to do. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Say hello to my little friend. You've heard about White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Labs yeast packaged using their flex cell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, flex cell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. 
know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yep, welcome back to the program. Just had some wonderful food out there oh. at the break. Yeah, uh, so good. Uh, our, our catering has been upgraded. We've uh, so we now have. Uh, you know, I know you guys. I know you think that we've. Uh, I complain about how we haven't really moved up in the world after all these years. We <laughs> we have it. we have fancier digs, <laughs> but but m- most things haven't changed. Wait, wait, I haven't been here in how long? But uh, it's been since two thousand nine or something. Is that yeah, what it yeah. Which Do sounds you remember, impossible. Do you remember right? what uh, I used to get at your house? Uh, <laughs> so now, Domino's. I'm, we now have a brewing network chef. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to brag or anything, but we kind of have a brewing network chef who uh, is very sweet to us and brings us this amazing food all the time. Rachel and Rachel, you have to say your last name for me because I will screw it up. It's Rachel Zavala. It's Zavala. Okay, it's spelt like Zavarella Nino. Yes. <laughs> but uh, and zebra, ABs and Victoria. Yeah. It's Zavala. And Rachel is a local chef here in the Bay Area who's doing really wonderful things. And uh, I met you here through through the Hop Grenade, but you've known some of us, Tasty and, and others, for longer. Tasty's my my bestie. He's your bestie. That's true. And you were kind enough. You, one day you just said, "Hey, I'm you know what? I'm going to bring in some food. I hope you like it. I'm just bringing that." And then and now you're feeding us all the time like a wonderful woman. Well, my- <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, Bevo did a great job when she was buying us food. Round table. I enjoy. I've enjoyed it as yeah, well. You're not even barefoot or nothing. <laughs> you're not even. I don't and, get it. Uh, but uh, uh, no, I work, I, I work at a twenty a twenty tap gastro pub over in Danville, and uh, we're very beer focused. Hey, uh, what's it called? The the Growler. The Growler. The that's growler. right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm very interested in in beer and food and how that all works together. So um, we've been doing a lot of that, that <laughs> a lot of that recently, and so it's very exciting to be a part of you know your guys's world where beer is. On its own, a really big thing, but, yeah. you know, for me, food is my thing, and mm-hmm. let's be honest, I worked at some very high-end restaurants at Probaco in San Francisco and uh, Park Tavern, and for me, when I go out to dinner, I don't want to switch to wine when I get my steak. I don't want to switch to wine when I get my dessert. I want to drink beer, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's really important to me to uh, understand the way beer and food plays with, with one another, and 
So that's my focus in my well, those pastrami uh, sandwiches played right. great with everything. <laughs> yeah, those Rubens. I don't even know what I got on my glass. But if you're, you're, well, you know, you've been a so nice good IPA. to us, and you're such a great on? chef. You're such a talented <laughs> chef. You, uh, you are about to be on a, a television show. Yes, I'm about to be on Chopped. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited oh. about that. Awesome. I know, and they are. They've actually asked me. We're doing a. We've done several beer pairing dinners. We just did one with field work. We're doing one with high water, and cool. uh, they've asked me to make a couple of the dishes that we're doing with high water. And Tasty's going to be there. <laughs> He's my planted customer nice. at the bar. Oh, I see. To get the shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to get the shot. You know, he's pretty good at that. I'm, and I'm not blowing smoke either. We had him eat a sandwich once on uh, one of our videos. And uh, he knows how to do it. That was, that was great does. direction there, too. Maybe we need a director. I don't know. Justin, you want to come I'll on come Saturday down. for I know how shooting tasty. my bio? I speak his language. I know how he works. It's uh, hard to eat a sandwich? It takes yeah, a lot of hot dogs. On oh. camera, it yeah. actually is. Yeah. Oh. It was a hot dog, I think, too. Yeah, it was sort of a phallic kind of thing going too. That's what I like. That's why my blog is called The Sausage Whisperer. Perfect. Uh, So we can go. So folks can go to thesausagewhisperer.com and check out Rachel's (laughs) blog. That's a category, I think. (laughs) More beer. (laughs) I want to know where you've been for the last 10 years of our lives. I know, right? (laughs) Well, I've been playing with sausage, of course. (laughs) Oh, practicing. Oh, that was you. Well, again, you're very talented and you've Thank been you. so kind to us, so thanks for we're, we're so happy to have you around. And I think right now the Hop Grenade is also working on getting some of her food in here on the menu, uh, which we're really excited about. Some of uh, you, you I'm are a classically trained charcutier, a charcutier. Which as, so when I say I'm the sausage yes. whisperer, I mean it's funny, she but it's it. also true. <laughs> Those of you who listen know the special place in my heart I have for charcuterie. <laughs> and, and when I met Rachel, she's like, "Oh yeah, I can do that. I, I'm yeah, trained." I'm constantly trying to put my sausage in Justin's mouth. Yeah, yes, and it works. Uh, <laughs> and he's always like yes yeah, please yeah it's yeah like it's a battle <laughs> right. i just walk around with my mouth open yeah uh so i think we're going to have some of rachel's stuff here on the menu at the hop grenade or of course you can go down to the growler in, yes. in danville and yes. try our food there and they do have I, I i consult for the barrel room in san francisco so they also have have some of my products as well okay well thank you again Thanks for coming and talking to us. Thank you guys for and, enjoying uh, the, the spread, you know. Oh, such yeah. good food, too. We come in here such ha- We were never very happy after our dinner break before. And now we come back in here really happy. Bevo yeah. did a great job. Yeah, yeah. She did a nice job. But Bevo, listen, Thanks. because Bevo is on, like, my budget. So she, she, she there's not much she right. could do to, to make it better. We were limited. And, and um, I really do sort of give it as a gift of love. I would charge anybody else a lot more. I know. I Believe me, I know. You spoil it's mostly for Tasty. <laughs> He's a good man. That's why we He's keep him guy. around, you know, for the perks that we get for right. having him around. Every time, it's like a surprise. It is. Wow, again? Yeah. Yay. It's a surprise in our mouths. She's just holding back. Thanks, Rachel. Not for long, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So a couple more things we got to get to. Uh, and I wanted to wrap up our um, segment with Chris Graham here by asking you, Graham, is there uh, – we didn't talk too much about equipment or, or other things, so I just wanted to give you the opportunity to throw in anything else that might make our brew day easier and faster. All right. For all of you who are lazy like I am, there are two pieces of – Whoa. <laughs> Two pieces get of up the mic. Get oh, up wow. on the mic. I was told to get up on the mic. There you go. Several, now several times. Not that mic. So, uh, yeah. Hey, Mike. Um, <laughs> two pieces of equipment that can pretty much revolutionize your birthday. For me, the Braumeister, simple but yet effective, takes care of my entire birthday for me. 
And then the second wait, one. Wait, wait. So that just for anyone who doesn't know, that's the one that's like an all-in-one. It's almost one vessel, right? Is it's, it a one-vessel? It's vessel close to one vessel. Okay, it, yeah. It's got a vessel with a sleeve in it. Okay. And then even better is the Pico Burr. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. so, I mean, literally push a button. You don't even have to do it in person. You can do it on your phone. Oh, man. And get it going. I love it. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because JP and Beardy actually had the chance uh, last week. Uh, yeah, last Monday. To yeah. go out to Seattle to the Pico Brew headquarters. Yeah. And uh, now we know about the Pico Brew, which was their two and a half gallon uh, automated brew mm-hmm. system. And it all kind of works on your countertop. You can do it in an apartment. In fact, I've been to Chris Graham's tiny office at More Beer, <laughs> and he had his Pico Brew rocking in the office. Yeah. The office is small, weighs like half the size of this studio. No water. And you were brewing in your office on the Pico Brew. Yeah. So now they've launched a new one, right? Yeah, it's called the Pico. Okay. So the Pico Brew is the company. Uh, the Zymatic is the unit. The Zymatic, thank yeah. you. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Pico is, uh, is a 1.3 gallon system mm-hmm. that's designed for, it's kind of like the Keurig of beer makers. Okay. So you 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 go on the uh, the the brewer marketplace which is going to be like an amazon.com or like an app store essentially yeah. and you're going to see all these little thumbnails of everybody's beers and they're partnering with a lot of uh, craft brewers Dogfish Head, Rogue, um, up in Sacramento like Track 7. So a lot of uh, national brands but also a lot of regional brands mm-hmm. as well um, as a way just to kind of break that barrier of oh I can only as a small brewer can only get my beer to Shangri-La or wherever. I don't know. Wherever the fuck. Ohio. Um, Shangri-La, Ohio. It's Shangri-La, a great place. Right, yeah. It's right. Uh, it's a, lots yeah. of people living through, there. Through Lovely a, town. Right. right. Yes. It's right next to Akron. <laughs> <laughs> the climate's kind of weird. Um, I can only do that through a distributor. But, uh, you know, now uh, through the, the Pico Marketplace, um, you, you, you have your kit. Right. They have their kit in there. Yeah. And this person, you can brew the same exact beer that they want you to, to be right. brewing. You can effectively taste a craft brewer's beer yeah. Yeah. without having to have it go through all the the travel and because you can brew the recipe, so it, they're you putting can brew the recipe. So you 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 purchase it and it comes in a little packet. It's like, it's a, like a prepackaged it's, insert. It's a right. prepackaged insert. It's okay. made of, right now. It's made of uh, sugar cane pulp and it's biodegradable or whatever, and that may change. They're still the, still the packaging is made of sugar cane pulp. Yeah, still okay. very much it's biodegradable. Uh, everything. Yeah, compost it. It's wow. still very much in in in, uh, in dev phase. So they're, better they're than the Keurig right because it's the biggest problem the with the Keurig is that there's now an Atlantic Ocean <laughs> full of Keurig cups. <laughs> right. right, they don't they don't really go away. But this this yeah. whole thing biodegrades, and so wow. you have the hops in there already, and they're like in a tea bag. The material so <laughs> that'll break. <laughs> Same old show. <laughs> that, yeah. That'll break down. And, uh, <laughs> and so you put it in, and the machine will what detect whatever packet you're putting in there, whatever whatever brew you're wanting to make. Oh. So it'll yeah. auto-detect right away whatever you're going to brew. <laughs> you don't have to it. adjust the settings, you, you mean? No. You, don't, you don't have to go punch in a recipe. So now on the Zymatic, it will load the recipes that you load mm-hmm. uh, based on your brewing library. Uh, but this way, it knows maybe just from what you, a how you order, or something, yeah, or something. Or... I don't know exactly how. Um, and it'll drunk. and it'll start brewing, and you can, you hit start, and you can actually uh, dial it in a little bit more. You can dial in if you want a little bit. Uh, you can dial the hoppiness 
the, like the bitterness, right? Okay. Or uh, the alcohol level. Interesting. So, so have, I can always have, max out on. Uh, you can max out on the alcohol. Yeah. You know, dial. It, and, and I don't necessarily know. It's I imagine 11. It's, it's and, boil time or or you know, smaller volume. Uh, mash temperature. Like you can adjust the alcohol versus maltiness. Like how thick the the beer feels. Like mouthfeel. Or yeah. I can leave it alone, right? I right. Can just oh, yeah, you can alone. just have it. And it's totally don't touch it. Or you can be, turn it to 11. Right. Yes. Which and, is clearly what I will It'll just be dialed do. into whatever that, that yeah. brewer wants you yeah. uh, to be making. So uh, a couple of things here is I know that the Brewing Network, we're going to do a line of our own recipes. Yeah, actually, will be available I, have, there. I have some artwork. Oh, yeah? Some mock-up artwork. Really? If you want to see it, dude. Sure. Do uh, I have to sue anybody? Or no, I think I allowed, no, no, no. It's, it's, uh, I think I allowed like them it. to use it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, th- I know that Tasty's going to do some recipes for them. Uh, did, did I get that right, Tasty? Oh, you have been approached for that, yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. Well, that might happen. Um, and so this is cool. So you get to brew our beers yeah. on the Pico. All right, so that's the, uh, that's the, that's the little right Pico. That's the Pico. Oh, well, that's sexy. And so you, you, you brew and serve into these into these little, like, two-gallon cakes. I'm and looking at it. And have a little wrap over it. And it's like, you know, you go to Bev and you get like the Paul Anner or, or now they have Newcastle and Heineken or whatever and the little tab where you pull out the, um, yeah. the tab oh, at the bottom liter. it's that yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and that's going to have our logo on it too yeah I mean, wow. we can, and, and we have a hand obviously in whatever we want to design you bet your it. ass we do yeah. so yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah dude it's going to be pretty it's been really it's really awesome so we, we get there to up in Seattle after a hard day of drinking which is amazing <laughs> and uh, they have a giant facility they have their own <laughs> machine shop Oh really? And they're they're making little silicone molds, molds for gaskets, and doing all this kind of shit. And wow. they had to to do the pico. They had to basically redesign the entire system. It's not just a smaller zymatic. That's what I was going to ask. I thought maybe it would just be the same technology. No, it's not. And so they have these. Uh, they have the the pico brewing. They're brewing. Uh, Annie was saying like thirty batches a week. The little pico. The little yeah. pico for the past two or three months, trying to get in how much water they're actually uh, making sure their their you know their water usage is consistent, mm-hmm. grain absorption, all the kind of stuff that we have to figure out on the homebrew level. Yeah, they're trying to figure out to make sure it's absolutely consistent. This is what happens when you right. get a tech company, exactly, right, exactly. or a tech minded right. company <laughs> yeah. doing uh, devices like this, rather than yeah. just sort of well, I don't know, the equipment. As looks I good, just right, mentioned, uh, twenty years of doing this, I'm like, right. well, yeah. maybe you're going to get like, this. Yeah. They're even paying attention down to the, the water makeup for the Pico. They want you to put in distilled water because they're doing mineral additions in the pack. Are you kidding? So it's down to the, it's that level of detail. It's very impressive. And they're doing tests like six brews a day wow. to make and testing and weighing out everything, doing yeah. tests, mineral addition tests and everything. Where's all that beer going? They're, they're drinking it. Oh, yeah. Good. They, have, right. they have four Interns. stand-up fridges. That makes me happy. And it's, you know, two gallons, a, half, a gallon and a half. Um, but the coolest part, I, well, one of the coolest parts, you walk into the thing, and you're in their R&D department. And so they have a bunch of these Pico machines. Here, here it is without the shell on it. Okay. They're, they're, in, they're still yeah. devving it. So they have an active uh, Kickstarter campaign. So if you want to kind of get in on the ground floor, you get a couple units on uh, with a good deal. Check out their Kickstarter thing. So the Pico unit's not available yeah. for purchase right now, but not it's yet. available you through know, the Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. So what do you do? Right. I just have to go to Kickstarter and, and Google Pico? Yeah. Right. Okay. And you, you essentially buy a Pico, pre-order it through the Kickstarter. Yeah. Support the machines. Oh, man. Yeah. And true to their form, if you recall, the first 
the first uh, Kickstarter that they did for the Zymatic. Mm-hmm. I think they wanted 150 grand, I believe, and they raised about 900 or so. Okay. They, uh, I think they were the second fastest Kickstarter funding out there. Yeah, wow, that sounds right. This one, I don't know if it's breaking records or what. They wanted 200 grand for this one, and they're up to 736. Guess yeah. how many hours? Right. Yeah. Guess, how many, guess hours how many hours it took yeah. to, get to, to get fully funded for that? How many? 24. Eight. Well, no, it did not. Dude, yeah. So we show. So it launched at six in the morning. Our and, marketing's and, really good. And they're like, uh, they're like, uh, you guys don't have to be. You there might want to charge more for yeah. that part, yeah. not the more beer. Part. They can yeah. afford it. Right. Like I said, your your invoice is going up. And um, and you know they're like, okay, you know we went out hard last night. Uh, you guys can come in at eight. And we're like, fuck you, eight. That's 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 really early. But yeah. okay, whatever. We're there. Oh come on. Yeah. In two yeah. hours. They already had almost seventy grand. That's incredible. At six in the morning, while we were there, they fully funded their entire their entire thing. People are really stoked about this, and they should be. It's it's exciting. It's really great. In their spare time, somehow they figured out how to wire up a little motorized hammer that would bang on a keg every time someone bought a Pico Brew on the Kickstarter. (laughs) And so there was like a, a. Bang! Like coming from the lobby every time someone bought something on Kickstarter. How much is the Pico if I go on Kickstarter right now? Do we know? Uh, that's a great question. I believe. We're five, they, well, they sold out super quick. Of like, they had one. Huh? Well, that was the first tier, and then that sold hammer. out. And yeah, then they, they did a, a six hundred tier. They have a few tiers. And, I think yeah. you can get two for like uh, eighteen hundred bucks or something. <laughs> That's I'm not three. Entirely sure. Three for three eighteen hundred. Three for that much. I have no idea. Yeah, it, lo- it looks like five hundred bucks. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're on there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, five hundred bucks. It was yeah. it was really rad. So what's all, the Zymatic? Seven? I think it's seventeen. 16? Seventeen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they do grand. have a package deal Too where you rad. can get a Pico and a Zymatic on the Kickstarter mm-hmm. for, for what? Discounted three hundred bucks. <laughs> I don't think it's that. <laughs> way. It works that way. But here's the deal: yes. Taco Brew Your for you for me. you only have to pay them negative twenty five bucks. <laughs> yeah. True. And, yeah. and if you have a Zymatic, the larger scale version. You can create recipes that get onto the beer marketplace and then actually register that recipe. Yeah. And then people can buy your Pico pack as a, you know, for the just, as a recipe. Just like what we're oh. doing. Oh. And just like what the Brain Network's doing. But you can do that as home brewers. You get a royalty. Oh, so really? you, no you can yeah. make money doing this. If you make a good enough recipe and people buy it. It's like an affiliate program. Right, exactly. Does, does the um, Pico... So if you have five friends who have five friends... <laughs> right. It's a great pyramid it's scheme. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Amway of... Uh, <laughs> I'm in. Doc is in, by the way. Doc is in. I love this idea. I love. So I already loved the idea of the Zymatic. Yeah, and right. uh, uh, now the the Pico, where I can just buy the. I don't you even have to worry right. because I even with the Zymatic, I was like, well, I have to worry about recipes. And, and now I can just buy the kits. It's well, even, even on the Zymatic, you can go to there's a, a form and you can download a library of just recipes and you nice. can pick and choose or whatever. But okay. what the the beer marketplace does, or I think it's called the Brewer Marketplace. Okay. Probably gonna kick my ass for getting that wrong. Yeah, we but probably should get these. Right. You, you can go. You can you can choose a recipe. You you select it, and just like Amazon, right? They have ratings. And, oh yeah, and a place where you can actually so it, on the Brewing Network kit, like your carpet porter. Yeah, people can message you and ask you about the recipe mm-hmm. details about oh, hey, God, do you get this that? flavor or whatever? But people who are super into sharing oh, they like their recipes, oh, people like that. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. a positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, got it. Right. So they can search you. carpet beer. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I gave you. The, I gave the wrong. Uh, no, so you're tasty. right. That makes sense because because there are homebrewers who are into homebrewing. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. This is weird. This is why we don't hit our target demo. Now that's what you. 
Right. Yeah. Um, and so what what they want to do, hopefully, is develop a, a whole flavor profile you, based on all of these uh, uh, these ratings and all the people describing the different flavors that they get out of the kits um, to basically recommend beers that you might like. Yeah. Recipes right. that you might like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's right. a, a totally different way mm-hmm. of... Right. Of introducing people to different styles. So, like and it. being programmers, they're optimizing the marketplace to where you could essentially type in anything. Like, you could even just type in, like, grapefruit, and mm. it will optimize all the results, mm-hmm. like, based on hop combinations. Like, not just, like, if you're like, oh, I want a piney beer, and you're like, okay, Columbus is going to be in the result list. Like, it, it will It'll factor in. It and exactly. All, you, based on all the descriptions and feedback of everyone else before who okay. brewed that beer, yeah. Yeah. it will factor all that in and give you the, like, top results and filter it that way. Wow. You, can, you can even punch in. Uh, so I asked him, like, can you filter by IBU numbers? And we were just looking yeah. at, again, this is all the testing phase. So we're in their software wing. So they have all their, right. their lab work, all their testing, all their research in one building, okay. all their offices. And then the building next door is all their software and all their design stuff. And so we're, we're chatting with the guy who was, who was doing the thing. I was like, can you search by IBUs? He goes, I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> right. And he, he types in 72, and there came a bunch of a few, a few kids came up. He's like, huh, look at that. Looks <laughs> like <laughs> it. Right. right. Yeah. Turns yeah. out. So you, can really, you can really get exactly what you're looking for mm-hmm. okay. um, on the thing. And then, um, so we had that building. We had the, the dev building. We had the software building. And then they took us to where they assemble the machines, which is around the corner. So they have three the matrix I mean, building. Yeah, they're partnering with another <laughs> another company who who you know puts together software and, yeah. or hardware, I guess. Uh, but seeing a bunch of zymatic shells just lined up in an assembly, it was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, it and was really cool. It's they, a separate company, but it's literally a block away. So they outsource the manufacturing of the product. Yeah, but it takes the guys who do the quality control and everything at Pico Brew. They just literally walk half a block, and they're watching all of them get assembled. Listening to this, I can't help but think that we're actually, this will be like a normal household appliance. Like, For it sure. won't just right. be beer geeks. It'll it'll be a pretty normal well, that's household the, that's appliance. Their goal. Yeah. I right. mean, their goal isn't to really reach us geeks. Yeah, yeah, I can and, see and, that. And it's one of those things where a lot of us geeks are the type who are going to keep doing what we do. Sure. But, but we're this, also into it. No, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. I, I, I cater to these geeks, so yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, this reaches my dad, yeah. this reaches my grandma, this yeah. reaches... It's, it's people right. who so are in Moscow's the dad is a great example, frankly, yeah. using a, like, reaching our dad. He, you know, was into this beer thing because Moscow's into it, and he thought, oh, let me try. And then he liked beer, mm-hmm. and but hearing us talk about brewing, it sounded like a big mess of a thing. And then he heard about the Zymatic and was like, oh, well, I'm going to get yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just listened to me drone on for two hours about how to save <laughs> 10 minutes. I mean, right. come on, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm going to save the whole time. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, now he loves the, the fun part. He crafts recipes. He loves fiddling with the recipe mm-hmm. builder and seeing what adding this hop or subtracting that malt is going to do to the final whatever. And he gets to uh, do the recipe building and the tasting. Yeah. It's the, wow. you know, the fun yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part I like. Yada, yada, yada. He gets yeah. beer at the end. So yeah. are we going to see a bunch of pictures of this trip or what? Did you yeah, take I, a... I have a few. And so uh, uh, there's a blog post. We're going to be publishing that. And there's some photos in there. Okay. Put it up uh, on the website this week. Yeah, for Our sure. Brewing Network website, you'll get to see the uh, the Pico Brew Factory yeah. and um, JP and Beardy wandering around awkwardly. Uh, no, it's mo- no. mostly product. <laughs> right. Yeah, I kept us out. You of guys it. hold yeah. hands. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it it is pretty incredible, and and you know the the, the Pico is a is a whole it's a whole different thing. I, I think it's going to be hard for people to even really understand in the beer 
in the beer world. Like you said, it, 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 it's probably going to be something that everyone – it just is. It's yeah. like a, the microwave, right? It's people who want craft beer – don't necessarily have the time or give a shit about recipe formulation. Sure. They can go and order it. I want to drink that. That sounds great. And with minimal effort, also, uh, they're partnering with White Labs. Okay. So in every package, there's going to be a little tiny individual pure pitch. Nice. So the, right. the pure pitch tech that, that White Labs have been rolling out for a while, uh, that is going inside every right. Pico Brew. Or Sounds Pico like they're picking it, really good companies to yeah. work with. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the Brewing Network, White yeah. Labs, More Beer. You can yeah. find yeah. them at More it, Beer. You it, can, I, actually, I was there uh, this weekend to get CO2. I was at More Beer, and I saw the Zymatics sitting right there in a showroom. Yeah. And I remembered, yeah, you can get it. It's the, brewing today, actually. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. And can we, you, do you, so do you buy it through retailers like that? You can go into More Beer and buy it. Yeah. yeah. They're partnering with good people. Actually, speaking of that, we saw the very first, the very first Zymatic machine. Right. Was given to White Labs. Oh, right. And so we saw it on the counter there. He's like, and he's like, oh, yeah, that was the very first, uh, the very first unit. They have White Labs. They have like, well, one. They, cool. they didn't take all of the equipment back because when I was at the White Labs lab yeah. a month or so ago, it, it's sitting no, in their sure lab. They got like a, a, a I think they have a generation. couple of them, actually. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. using them to do experiments in the lab because it's an easy way to make. Yeah, right. uh, no, this yeah. one was the, the very first I see. prototype machine. Given to somebody else. Like, right. So I'm sure they have a more current, yeah, a current yeah. issue. Right. But, uh, <laughs> it was really cool, man. For, for me, it was neat to see the inside of these things. Because yeah. it's just it's all magic to me. But there's little pumps <laughs> at the bottom. And, and to see the kind of wire-framed uh, uh, units that the Pico you know, is doing now. And, and uh, you know, the owner, Jim, or one of the owners, one of the executives, essentially, he's in there dumping things and measuring stuff out. And he's just he's there yeah. doing it. Like nice. he, He's so talking to him. He's so passionate about beer. And he wants it to be... Perfect. Was he sober? He was totally sober. Oh, oh yeah. Um, he's a he's kind of a lunatic though. He's like one of these super super hopheads where yeah. he will distill oils like hop oils down and and uh, you know those Glade uh, air fresheners that yeah. have the oil that kind of generally he'll open one of those or have his you know interns do it sure. and clean it out and put hop oil. He doesn't in want it. to get cancer. Yeah, uh, yeah. He'll put hop oil in it and then plug it in or he'll put it like in his. Uh, like a, a a breather mask when he's working on wow. shit. He just likes he's just he just loves it. the smell of hops so much. Yeah. He's wow. such he's such a brewer. I wonder yeah. if being sober during the workday is the key to success. Mm. Never lies. Graham, there's only right? lies. There's okay. only one way to find huh. out. Ask yeah. someone else. <laughs> <laughs> ask yeah. the Mormon. I'm gonna go ask him. <laughs> <laughs> why would you? I don't know why. Ever. I don't know. My I'm dentist just, does it. Sorry, so it was why a, should I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it was a passing thought. I'll I'll yeah. never do it again. All right. Well, yeah. I love it. Uh, check cool, out man. the Brewing Network, uh, BrewingNetwork.com this week, and uh, there'll be uh, uh, pictures and information about JP and Beardy's trip up there. And then, of course, you can go over to PicoBrew.com and uh, check it out there, too. Go to Kickstarter right now and search Pico Brew, like I did, and then you can find the Kickstarter campaign and buy yourself a uh, a Pico. A Pico. Get in now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool, man. I can't wait for that, that Brewer's Marketplace to hit. Yeah. Love yeah. the idea. All right. It sounds good. Uh, let me let you know about another Kickstarter. We mentioned this to you, uh, I think, last week, maybe even before that, too. But Double Blaze Brewing uh, is uh, doing a Kickstarter. They're starting up. It's started by Jacob Mitchell, who's a, um, a home brewer. And uh, this is opening up in Temecula, California. So especially for those of you in the Southern California area, um, they're looking to open in mid-2016. If you want to give them a hand, you should. They're starting with a uh, two-and-a-half-barrel 
uh, four-vessel system and 10-barrel fermenters. We talked about this last week, kind of mm-hmm. a, uh, a crazy little project that they're doing, and, and we're rooting for them. They're only trying to raise 80 grand. To, to start this little brewery and help somebody go find their dream. You can go over to kickstarter.com right now and search Double Blaze Brewing and give them a hand, especially if you're local in the area. But maybe you're just one of our homebrewer listeners who knows that one day you might be doing this, trying to raise funds to open your place. I don't know. Go give a, go give a couple bucks and, and help them out. Check them out at uh, Double Blaze Brewing on Kickstarter and give them a chance to start their dream, just like the rest of us homebrewers. Pay it forward. Yeah. Look how my dream has turned out. <laughs> How has it turned out? Nightmare? I don't know. <laughs> I go back and forth. I tried to tell you in you the did. beginning. I go back and forth. <laughs> uh, today it's fine. You're still man. sitting here, Chris, 10 years later. That's right. Yeah. Me and my friend Chris Graham still sitting in this goddamn <laughs> yeah. studio. I'm still telling you, give it up. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a little bit of beer news. And uh, we're also going to give some more more beer things away. Huh. I like yeah. it. Whoa. Yeah, we got more stuff to give away. I didn't even have to get uh, Chris Graham that drunk. Uh, he's uh, pretty hammered. He keeps so touching my leg. Does he keep touching yeah. you? Yeah, he's, he does. He's up to four beers now. Oh, he's awkward. touching me. Maybe it's you. Don't worry, Chris. There's still no HR department here either, so everything's fine. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, there is. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back with more. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Segmented. Demented. Fermented. Fermented. It's the session. Welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, uh, don't forget, you can go to adamandeve.com right now and get yourself a very special deal. If I drop, How special? If I drop my voice down, I feel like it's more effective. Secretive. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Creepy special. <laughs> Creepy special effective. Uh, go to adamandeve.com, use coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, and you get a bunch of things. You get 50% off, you get DVDs, you get a gift for her, you get a gift for him, you get a gift for you both. What if you have two things? <laughs> yeah, two why hers? did you put two pointer fingers together? <laughs> well, because sometimes you, because I was talking about you and JP, barely, oh. a gift for you both. Oh, but, both of us. But what if, if you order from Adam and Eve and you have two hers? Um, uh, Mention that in the comments. There you, uh, thank you, Tasty. I'm sure they're very receptive. And thank the BN for uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, so go check it out. Bevo is showing me what scissoring looks like right now. <laughs> uh, for those of you at home who can't see that, I just want you to know <laughs> some things have changed. Chris Graham, wow. Beardy, uh, it's a Beardy. Bevo uh, now she's participates. She now participates in the uh, the yeah. uh, debauchery, no, and she's, she's literally out of the closet. Out of the closet. <laughs> oh. Actually, she's at, oh, yeah, she's in her right. own studio. <laughs> she changed uh, churches. I think. Well, <laughs> she got a new closet. Go to adamandeve.com right now. Use coupon code religion. BNARMY. I know you think that this is a joke, but it's not. It, they are a, a really fine sponsor of ours, and they and they pay some good money, and they give a lot back to you for doing so. Uh, so just use coupon code BNARMY, and then you don't have to go to that creepy corner store anymore. Get that Christmas um, shopping done early. Yeah. You don't have to go to 7-Eleven. That's the corner store I was talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. Go check it out. Adamandeve.com. Great. So we got to do. We're going to do a, a big giveaway. 
And we've got to do some beer news. Now, the big giveaway, is Chris Graham, you know how he gets after a couple of beers. Um, we're going to give away this time. Where's this beer? Don't start calling because I didn't tell you what caller yet. Oh. And you might want to strategize for this, this one. Gonna all right? You're going diff- to start calling. And gonna, first of all, if you already won tonight, you are exempt from winning on this on this call. Okay. Uh-huh. You're sorry. That's not sorry. a good exempt. That's okay. the bad You're yeah. <laughs> oh. And uh, here's what we're going to do. This one, um, I'm not going to tell you what caller yet. I'm going to tell you the prize pack. We're going to give away a refractometer. It's like 60 bucks. We're going to give a $25 gift certificate. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to give away, and I know that this is a favorite of this studio. We, we've talked about this product for years. We're giving away a keg washer. Wow. Oh, why are you looking yeah. right at me? Right. Uh, what's it called? The actual name of the keg? You have a, it's a the brand. Marks keg the Marks keg washer. Yeah. So I, for, for time savings? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what we've been talking about. Yeah. 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 Put something on it, forget it, as as McDole. Right, it. right. right. the Ron Popeil of King. Well, Doc and, I, Doc and I brought that whole concept. Yeah, I think. yeah. I never bought one because um, I think Chad yeah, made yeah, you made, build him yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I used when I still had carboy. Well, after I threw them away and gave them to Doc and everything else, then I used Chad's for a little while. But then I inherited a conical, and so I haven't needed it. Um, the kegs are there, and the. Tasty and I revolutionized. What? You did keg cleaning. You were the original Pico Brew. I think. <laughs> wow! So throw it on there. You can watch this stuff. And then throw another one on there. I can clean ten kegs in an hour. Yeah. Cleaner than clean. Huh. Cleaner, cleaner than clean. clean. Frankly, it, it did revolutionize. It? Uh, or, set, it, set it and forget it, and, yeah. and, and it gets better as it goes because the all uh, that the, the PVW gets hotter and hotter, and it cleans yeah, better, which is better. You can't even touch the keg when it's done. I because yeah. <laughs> it's so clean. Because yeah, it's, it's so, so clean. Uh, it's so hot. Really. Tagline. I don't think you need anything but water. Actually, oh, tasty Chris, keg cleaner. Chris was don't talking about cleaning while he's brewing. This thing's going and it just makes it happen. Mm-hmm. All the right. dirtiest kegs that Justin can give me, <laughs> which are pretty. They're very dirty. How, how much did you raise uh, for your Kickstarter for such a revolutionary product? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Why are you laughing? Yeah. <laughs> Back then, he was filling a lot of fillings. Right. He was still doing don't care. Right. 900 yeah. grand. <laughs> he's still on AOL. Do you think he's heard of Kickstarter yet? <laughs> In about a month, we're going to see little doc stickers. Shut the, the fuck up, Beardy. <laughs> All right. So, to get the... Bebo's going to hate me. To get the refractometer... The twenty-five dollar gift go, certificate go big, go big. and the Mark's keg washer. Ninety-ninth caller. Twenty-five um, <laughs> to celebrate twenty years at More Beer. Ooh. Caller number twenty. All right, twenty years of More Beer. Ten of those that they've been supporting the Brewing Network. The other ten, I don't know what the hell That's they were weird. doing. We threw away money for ten years. Right. I don't know how you guys made it before we came along, but uh, you did uh, somehow. Can we make a time limit on there too? I mean, people might just wait like. You know, so we're almost off the air, and then start calling in. Well, no, call, they're going to start calling now because as soon as the twentieth caller right. calls in, that's oh, the yeah. winner. Well, so, yeah. There's only five people yeah. in the chat anyway. Why are people calling me? And and don't forget, if you've already won tonight, we're not going to give it to you. Are, so. are you guys stupid? Bebo's going to take five fucking calls and go twenty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait a One, second. That's true. 20. Yeah, right. Only yeah. she knows. <laughs> right. All right. Um, <laughs> First, let's let that happen. Let's do a little beer news, and then we've got one more giveaway tonight, too, that we're going to talk about. All right. So, uh, do we have beer news tonight, Moscow? Yes, we do. Brought to us by the Wine and Hop Shop, wineandhop.com, Madison, Wisconsin's local, and uh, a great place to get your stuff. Right. Uh, so, here's a follow up to the Blue Moon lawsuit. Remember that? 
I the, do. Uh, right. Guy uh, filed a, a deceptive marketing practices lawsuit <laughs> against Blue Moon saying uh, none of us knew it wasn't craft beer. Yeah, I stuck up for him a little bit. Uh, JP right. did Wrongly. Yeah. Yeah. Wrongly, he Dude. did. And then didn't you report last last week or, or recently that it, that, that one, uh, it wasn't final, but there was a ruling? Uh, I don't think I've reported it. No, I think this is, no. I've not done a follow-up. It's I've a couple of rulings. I don't think so. Follow up? No, no, I've, I've, I've not done a follow up. Okay. No, right. news. no, I didn't. You might have read it or something and, and heard me in your head as you were reading. <laughs> which is <laughs> a scary <laughs> thought. It happens every time I read the news, to be honest with you. So, okay. Yeah, that very well could have your, your internal monologue is Moscow <laughs> reading. Every and time it, I read the news, yeah. And it's, it's me reading JP poetry style, like BBC reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, okay, wow. so anyway, the, the lawsuit was... Thrown out. A federal court has ruled that it is perfectly legal to call Blue Moon a craft beer. Mm-hmm. A judge uh, threw out the lawsuit. Um, it was filed back in the spring, this lawsuit was. And if, if you recall, remember the yeah. guy called the bar? Remember I told you I was sitting at the bar and the guy, like, called the oh, bar? Oh, the line? guy who filed yeah. called into the show. Oh, really? Oh, did he call in as well? No, no. He, he, he called the bar to talk to us on the show. That's well, what he was no, calling he, for. I, I was well. He was, call, He was trying to call into the show, oh, I see. and the only number he had he was, the bar. was the bar. So number. yes, this and guy. I just happened. It was like a Saturday, and I happened to be sitting there. But anyway, this guy had no success. Um, the beer's label, just to um, sort of refresh you, you know, artfully crafted. It says, and uh, Miller Coors is mentioned nowhere on the packaging. Hmm. The lawsuit was dismissed because Miller Coors simply pointed out, as I think we did too, that there's no legal definition for the term craft beer. They also argued that it's not no. legally required for them to include the. Miller Coors on Blue Moon's packaging or website. The upshot here is basically its trademark registration for Blue Moon and Blue Moon Brewing Company were sufficient to let consumers know that Miller Coors is the maker of the beer. The judge furthermore reasoned that his dismissal uh, uh, in, in his dismissal rather that Miller Coors quote made no effort to hide the company's ownership of the brand. Blue Moon is clearly listed on the Miller Coors website as one of its brands. Oh, well, there you go. So Good no more call. lawsuit. Wait. Okay. It's great. Common sense won. <laughs> Common sense for, did win. for once. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Ballast Point has filed for an initial public offering with the Securities and Exchange Commission. What do you guys think it's worth? Oh, man. I don't know, but I do, this oh, is I one of those ones <laughs> where I'm like, God, I wish I knew more about things. Because <laughs> huh. it sounds like a really great. How many great, barrels do they make? It sounds a year? like a great right. investment. Yeah. So you, what do we what do we say? Two thousand dollars a barrel. A thousand. Or something? It was no, a thousand. thousand. Justin rules a thousand. That's my. That was my rule. Thank you. I've seen that used uh, in several places. I don't know. What are we talking here? Uh, hundred and fifty million. Uh, it is. Yeah, about that. One seventy three. Okay. the valuation. They're expected to issue roughly 20 million shares of stock. Uh, the move comes here as uh, brewers in California, everywhere, fast gains. Annual revenue for Ballast Point grew from, here's mind-blowing, $27.4 million they made in 2013 to 53.7 in only the first half of 2015. Right. What? So we're talking triple or more in one year. I got to tell you, this is one of those companies that uh, fascinates me. Also, because as I've grown up in this industry, I know these people. Like sometimes, you know, this is the type of numbers that you see on Wall Street that you read in Forbes and you go, there's these big corporations. And that was never my world. I I have no idea about that world, that corporate world. But these are people. I mean, I have sat on this guy's patio and drank beer, uh, the Ballast Point guy. It's like you were hanging with Zuckerberg. And so I I read these things and I go, and I can't fathom it. It's such a strange. God bless him. I'm so happy for him. Well, you said. Got to a point where he's like, well, let's just buy the engineering company. I mean, literally, that's what they did at the beginning of 2015. 
of how do you grow faster? Well, you don't wait for the one thing that takes forever, engineering. What do you mean, the equipment engineering? No, yeah, the no. people who lay out the specs for your next brew house, the people who design it. Oh, they really? bought the fucking engineering company. Oh, I didn't know. That. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Wow. That's yeah. smart thinking. Yeah. You yeah. know what? That's that's Budweiser thinking. That's big corporate thinking. <laughs> oh, that's totally. what, that uh, you just said. Well, I don't that. mean that in the bad. I mean that's what smart that, that's business no, thinking. That's really smart. Uh, well, it's not Justin that's thinking. why they broke the It's not Justin thinking. They I'm broke, like, I don't know, how do we make it harder? That's what I end up thinking about. It's <laughs> not, uh, not BN logic. It's not even on purpose. It's just how it happens. How does it get harder? They broke the Justinian rule of $1000 per barrel because their value more than what their annual production okay, is. The Justinian for an IPO. rule goes for, for buyout, IPO. Sale. not yep. IPO. Exactly. I have no, what do I know about IPOs? Is, well, is this how is a that new different? term? Uh, well, the Justinian rule? Yeah, and I, I didn't even make it up. I just I think I read it and perpetuated it is what happened. I decided <laughs> okay. to adopt it as my own. That's what we do on this show. You don't know that? Uh, yeah. No. But I, never, I, I, I hadn't heard it, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many IPOs have there been? <laughs> Literally. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. Okay. Buyouts Sam Adams. A lot more it's, common. Exactly. That yeah. was what I, that's two. all I was thinking What's of was the Sam other Adams. Two. And uh, so now there's two. And now there's this one. Yeah. Uh, the, because Widmer was like before our time. Widmer did an IPO as well. Uh, oh, sorry. Right. No, no. I'm sorry. I take like, it back. I take that back. I take it back. Uh, Pyramid. Pyramid did an IPO. I take that back. Do not uh, quote me on the Widmer thing. Back in the day, Pyramid also did an IPO. Oh. And, and then I think they've since gone back or that's when they became part of another brewers group or something but they were one of the first to do it and yeah sam adams now these guys and you know ballast is going to do great it is a way clearly i'm stating the obvious here to raise capital and that's uh, this is what we've been talking about with all these buyouts and do you let somebody buy your, half your company or or do you do something like an ipo they're all just ways to get funding way, to become right? bigger 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 it's all the same thing. Fifteen dollars six packs isn't getting them funded. <laughs> well, that's why they can well, actually, ask so much for an IPO. Has, but yeah. no, when you want to grow so exponentially, revenues. absolutely well, not. Mm. Unfortunately, even fifteen dollars six no, packs don't right. do it. Got to make it faster. So, what is the cost of a share? Like, what's going to happen? I, that's yeah. all. That's inside trading, right? So nobody knows no. yet. But there's going to be twenty million shares. It's a lot. So you have a chance. Uh, JP, Grandma is already tapped. Was it twenty out. million, Moscow? Twenty million. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I, I might All buy right, well, be, you know. Boy, she's a million <laughs> Am I inside 20, trading just by saying I'm buying yeah. in? No. $24. Uh, right. I don't know. What if the Brewing Network was the controlling owner That's of Martha Ballast Stewart. Point? Yeah, let's buy a bunch of that yeah, stuff. What yeah. How much can you leverage? We're in for $80 million. <laughs> Jesus. I think we can leverage enough for eight shares. You know what? <laughs> the thing is, you'll finally be able to pay us. Right. Not, if I, not if I spend all our money on our, our money eight shares. <laughs> they're like, you know. Um, excuse me, we like check our check vote. Here, you, know. <laughs> you guys ready? Are you ready for your dividend check on your eight shares? We're ready to vote. <laughs> okay. So, good for right. Ballast, man. Well, I'm, uh, let uh, us know. We'll buy, maybe we'll buy some. Just yeah. waiting to watch. And, and more beer will offer this. Just mail checks. Well, Care that, of Chris Graham. There's white plain envelopes. Don't, all right. don't make them obvious. That makes yeah. the $16 a six pack more easy to, to stomach when you're a share owner because then you it's get your the money. dividend sure. back. Right. Paying okay, yourself. We should buy oh, some. Right. The you're, you know, you're only paying yourself. Right. You know, REI uh, funds himself this way. REI is a uh, like a customer. Their their customer club is. Member, member owned. It's me, yeah, if you buy into their membership. Mm-hmm. 
you're buying a piece of the company and you get dividends and it's nothing. It's a few bucks a year. It depends on how much money you spend. But it's a great model. People like it. Makes you feel good. Uh, it makes you feel good. So the same thing you're saying, Beardy. Buy yeah. beer, get your money back. And and here's actually some some evidence for the cross. What did you call it, Doc? The, the Justinian, Justinian Justinian rule. method. Yeah, they uh, are Justinian gonna they're method. gonna probably produce around 130 ish thousand barrels this year. So 130 million. It's not not that far off. I'm not. Yeah, it's a little. They're they're, they're pricing up a little bit. Yeah. As they should. By the way, that's just an initial estimate. Anyway, isn't it? They could end up down at 130. Yeah, there is the market. They could end up right at the thousand. The Justinian rule. I'm calling a vote. <laughs> <laughs> of what? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he's calling it. Just fucking vote. <laughs> right. Vote. If I all right, talk, what if we what if we divide the brewing network into you know uh, we have about seventy thousand listeners. I think right? I own all forty shares. So what if we if we divide the brewing <laughs> network shares. into shares into seventy thousand shares and people all buy those shares? Do we actually have to give them anything for that? Because I'm pretty sure that, that you don't even have to give anything. You have to hold meetings and talk right. to them about yeah. what, yep. what you might be doing. Yes. But you're not actually held to no. actually no. give anything. Right. As IPO. the sponsor, yeah. I might want to tell you, you might want to consult a lawyer Should before I? you right. open up. For yeah. Graham, that's not the Brewing Network way. I'll give him a share. <laughs> yeah. Actually, planning this out is not the bring. Here's how things happen at the BN. I say it like I just did, right? And then tomorrow we give it a shot, right? <laughs> That's how it goes. That's and Justinian. And, and the next day, the SEC is knocking on your door. Well, fuck those guys. You right. don't want to uh, know who owns you right now. Right. <laughs> I can always play dumb. Isn't playing dumb my defense? <laughs> no. Uh, how was I supposed no? to know? Playing dead, actually. This man is California. This California I could dumb probably do that rule. well, too. All right. What else? All right. Uh, best Democrat. The uh, pending $104 billion merger of AB and SAB Miller is looking like a headache for craft brewers who can their beer. I can't remember. I know we haven't touched on this in the news. I wonder if it's been touched on in the, in the show. Well, what we talked about last time mm. we covered the merger is something that I had forgotten about, and, and, and that is that uh, supplies become difficult if the big brewers can buy up everything. And, and people have talked about that for, with hops for years. But I had forgotten about things like glassware and, and other shit. But I haven't heard this about cans specifically. Well, earlier this year, two of only three major can suppliers, that's uh, Rexom and Ball, announced a merger. And now the industry's number three player, which is Crown Holdings, has quietly begun to cut off their supply. Crown is curtailing supply to small brewers, uh, and they're dropping both new and existing customers mm. using either uh, 12 or 16 ounce cans. And it's lengthening its lead times to as long as 18 months, quote, when available <laughs> at all, end quote, according wow. to a recent report from the BA. Crown has not responded to requests for comments. Earlier this month, Ball said it had not changed how it works with craft brewers, that it was still taking orders. Rexham also did not respond. Wow. I did read this from the Brewers Association, who's a very credible source to put out something like this for small brewers. This is a big deal, yeah. uh, especially, you know, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's rampant or anything, but uh, tons of craft brewers have invested a lot of money in canning lines based on being able to put beer in cans. If they could not buy cans, that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it yeah. sounded to me like part of the problem was it, it's not that they can't buy cans. They can't buy them in the small quantities right. anymore, right? So if they were going to buy a billion cans, it's still fine. That's what all the big guys are doing. Well, what do craft brewers do? They do small batches. They have of to. Beers. Exactly. That's the huge barrier to entry and, and into even cans. Your, right. And even your large regional brewers are right. not buying. Yeah, but fuck you that know, as the biggest thing with this merger. Okay. Let's get shelf space. 
Well, sure. I mean, that's the real. And this is something we've talked about, too. Now, if 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 part of the distribution network becomes more difficult or I should say even more difficult to get shelf space and things like that. You're right. That's all stuff that's common. But these behind the scenes things, too. Sure. No, uh, Mm -hmm. raw materials and ingredients. That's one thing. But but selling your beer is a whole new ballgame. You know, the shelf space thing. In fact, it's being evaluated by the government right now if, you know, whether or not players like Anheuser-Busch, in fact, I think specifically Anheuser-Busch, is blocking out other brewers in their distribution network because that would be illegal. And so they're looking into that if they're specifically doing it. I wonder if manufacturers, if supply companies would fall under the same scrutiny, they that, they're not allo- that they can't say, well, we won't sell to you in small quantities. But there is the option that's very uncommon right now, but... They do have cans that you just buy blanks, and you just buy shrink wrap labels. Your sticker, that get, yeah. The, I mean, shrink wrap. You just apply heat, and it shrinks on, and then yeah, yeah. But the can themselves is the product. Well, no, but the the reason you have to buy bulk is for the printing. When you get the printing on the can, it, it costs money for them to set up the press and program everything to where it prints like the label and the branding and all of the ink sets okay. on each can. That's why you buy in bulk. It's not. The pressing of, like, oh, you want 12-ounce cans? Okay, I understand that. You have to buy so much. However, material-wise, you're still talking about a shitload of aluminum cans or not a shitload of aluminum cans. So so couldn't the same company say, I'm not going to sell you 50,000 blank cans because I can sell a million blank cans in one order to Budweiser right now? Well, but they don't. You see what I'm saying? But they sell printed cans to Budweiser. But it's the can. Like the, the so of the fifty thousand that they're going to sell to regional, they could just move that fifty thousand and go. Yeah, Budweiser's buying them printed. I don't want to even bother with you with your blanks or anything well, else. Blanks yeah. are printed because it's fifty thousand, and they don't care. Blanks are printed. Economy of scale is going to drive things, and they're going to go to the bigger right. customers. Right. This so, is what right. I'm saying. Yeah. But this is what. So it doesn't. I see what you're saying. Either case, but it doesn't matter as a manufacturer of aluminum cans. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to the same. Place. I don't need you anymore. Right. I don't need 50,000 anymore, whether right. they're printed or blanked or not, yeah. because it's gonna, I can just move that all over. I want to sell so, t- 10 rail cars at a time. But that's what I'm wondering if, like, when Crown's ignoring people because of minimums and everything, are those people also saying, hey, well, we'll just buy blank ones and we'll do the shrink wrapping? I don't think or they have just, choice. They don't have that. They're not being given the choice. Yeah, they're not being given even that choice. They're not? Well, this is the problem. I don't know, but this sounds like the problem. I don't need you anymore. If AB and and if if Anheuser-Busch and Miller merge and become this enormous, sorry, more enormous buying power, I don't need to sell 50,000 at a time, whether they're printed or blank. But it seems like Crown is ignoring them because of not just AB InBev and the SAB Miller merge. It's because the other two competitors in just the can-producing market are merging they are it's not so done then it yet. just becomes one they're only competing with one other person yeah i see what you're saying and so then it's just like well we only have to provide customer service as good as those guys well i, I don't know what i know is uh, from the story is that they don't need small guys right. they do better right. off just selling oh, sure. to big yeah guys. and in fact ball ball and rexam had not really taken in they were never selling to the small competitor uh crown was and that's why right. this is a, a big crown story now saying, because no. now they're saying that we don't yeah like you're saying it's only, yeah. only the big and a bunch orders. of our friends do this our friends at uh, moylan's brewing company our friends mm-hmm. at heretic mm-hmm. our friends at ballast mm-hmm. point that we just mentioned yeah. i mean we're talking about a lot of breweries here who have made a significant investment in moving their product to uh, cans Two one a so 21st Amendment, of course. Thank you. So this is a, yeah, this is a big deal. 
Yeah. The uh, the ball Rexham combo, that's still under regulatory review, so that hasn't happened yet. But it's whether it does or doesn't, Crown's actions are having a big right. impact because that was the only right. supplier that was considering your heretics and, yeah. your, and your whoever's. We might need a little phone call from Jamil and see well, uh, you know, on the next show. Uh, well, he gives, if, and if what's even more interesting he is that ball. Right, he does ball. Ball, okay. ball is They're literally right the street. Right. Yeah, in Fairfield. Yeah. Yeah. They're right down oh, the road. Really? Yeah, 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 ball yeah, is right down the road from heretics. This was some smart moves on Jamil's part. I remember talking to him about this. On and off the air, but he was like, because like, I always thought, oh, Fairfield's cool. You probably got like cheap rent or something. He's like, no, <laughs> listen what I got. I got water that right. Budweiser uses. Yeah. I got manufacturing supply chain that they built their supply chain around the Budweiser plant. Huh. So mm-hmm. ball, right? right. Um, so whereas everybody else is paying to have it shipped uh, across the state or across the country, his is being shipped across town when he orders. And like, not even across and the blocks. They, they, <laughs> and I'm then, like, and I'm like, Jamil, you're then fucking to, genius. And then yeah. to add on, AB's doing like lab work for him for free and shit. <laughs> right. Amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. X ray cans and everything. Yeah, they're yeah. testing this all this shit for this um, goddamn Jamel. Right. We're, we're, we're waking him up right now, right? <laughs> it, it, it was funny to call. Call Jamel. Other can manufacturers? Shirt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, when I thought, when he described these other facets of it, I went, you motherfucker. Right. He's a Genius. smart guy. Right. He, he probably made a, he wrote a list, probably, of all the things he wanted yeah. for his brewery. And he likes it. He wrote like, it down. Oh, yeah, I just uh, did it. all happen after the fact. It's, it's in my head. He right. planned that shit out for That's years. That's why he started in Pittsburgh. Years, yeah. yeah. Ah. Without the age. <laughs> Plus, you have a power plant right there. But exactly. next, <laughs> who knows when you're going to need that? Yeah, right. All right, there you go. That's the news. Big. Right. Uh, the winds of change are a blowing. Everybody. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I love consolidations and big. Uh... Is that a personal quote? <laughs> <laughs> you should write a song about that. Is that a song? I, yeah. It's my senior quote. I'm reading my oh, high school yearbook. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Stay cool. The news was brought to you by thewineandhopshot.com. If you absolutely must shop somewhere other than Morbier, please go to wineandhop.com where you can get Omega yeast and Giga yeast. And uh, if you enter, a, what is it, BN shipping in the notes field of the shopping card, uh, the discount will be uh, taken, taken post-checkout. You get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 50 pounds. Wineandhop.com. Support those who support us. Thank you, Wine and Hop, and thanks for being a supporter of us. That's really nice. Thank you, Moscow, yeah. mm-hmm. for ending that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I tried to get through it as quick as I could. Long... This one was my fault. Okay. I kept it going. You know, for the short turnaround show, I had planned like a six-minute segment. Uh, no. You know, quick news, quick brewing, but no. Doesn't happen that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here, I think. We do have, I need to let you know. Well, the good news uh, is we got I don't need to come back till 2038. No, something. you got time, <laughs> right. man. Yeah. Yeah. You're a busy man. Uh, your kids will be teenagers next yeah. time you're on the show, I think. But then your robot will come in. He'll have a second right. set of twins by then. <laughs> yeah, the Chris Graham bot. You'll be a Dalek. you just run in here. <laughs> All right, but Short a couple things day. we do have to do. We have to do Twitter game. And also, uh, we need to let you know about our final giveaway, which is a... What you say a 22 gallon 22 gallon brew built kettle a, uh, a more beer ah, brew built kettle ah. it's 22 gallons we're going to give that away this one is for you podcasters and here's what you have to do you have to email chris uh which is uh what directly chris mm-hmm. at more beer 
com. Chris at morebeer.com. And you remember that the first thing we talked about on the program today about efficient brewing and getting things done fast is to have your, your brew law, your brew your schedule, checklist. your brew checklist. How does your brew day go? Make it into a, a systematic checklist. Those of you who do this already, we want you to send your checklist into Chris Graham. It's Chris at morebeer.com. And he's going to choose the best checklist. And you're going to win the 22-gallon uh, more beer kettle. And then I think you're, are you going to publish it? too and let people use the checklist why not yeah we could probably do we that put it up on the more beer site so because if you're going to pick one that's really useful obviously oh, yeah. so uh um, might brew to it might even brew it and, and use <laughs> it so podcasters download the show you're going to be listening to this here's you got you're going to win 22 gallon kettle which is pretty sweet that's dock size right there oh i'm sending mine <laughs> <laughs> send us your brew day checklist over no. at chris at morebeer.com yeah. and then you have to send it in by friday that's this Friday. I think that's what you told me. November right, something. Yeah. That's like this October Friday. November 6th. Um, November 6th. Uh, by Friday at 5 p.m., close a business day at More Beer, or for Chris Graham anyway. Because um, then he has to get home to the kids. He's got to change a poopy right. butt. Um, so send it in by 5 o'clock on Friday, November 6th, and then uh, he'll notify the winner next week. You're going to win a big-ass kettle. Pacific Standard Time. Is it Doc yeah. size because it's his tallest Doc? And it's because that's how he likes to brew in big, oh. big 22-gallon batches. That's because he could fit in it. Yeah. That also, yeah. yeah. It's got to be big. It's <laughs> Well, yeah. that answers it. That answers it. All right. What was our Twitter game? Uh, I want to know what uh, what we should do to celebrate the, uh, the, the coming rain. The rains that are here washing away. The drought get conditions. Naked. They are uh, Should get naked. I just won. The urine <sighs> smell from Toto Santos. You, you get to go to the cruise. <laughs> I'm going on yeah. the cruise. Well, I get, get a, a chance, chance to, to go on the cruise. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what were our responses? Uh, someone called Sweaty Beer Balls. Um, says uh, we should play Boner Chicken, the Let's Get Wet Edition. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Pretty good. I'll write it down. So, someone sent me an email about there's an actual boner chicken game. It's a TV game no. show I, in like Japan no. or something. No, and oh, if yes. there is, it was oh. so stolen from this program. It must have yeah. been. It was. Li- I, I'll have to. I'll pull it up for you. It, this, it exists. I am so upset this right now. Wow. I'm so tired boner of chicken. things being stolen right. from from our brains. When can you start affording international trademarks? Never. Now we feel like how, now we know how Harvard Stern feels. No. Uh, okay. Um, so. Phil Howard says, take no. a trip to the local strip joint and make it rain there as well. Oh. Hmm. Pretty good. Ooh. I like that idea. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll second <laughs> right. Because Chris Graham's been sitting at home since 2009. Right. Married right. with twins. Yeah. Al okay. says, save some of it to help uh, put out the impending fires on the next RV trip. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Uh, I imagine that's an, a lovely little water collection, uh, you know, uh, device and the whole thing. All right. I'll put yeah. that down because I am taking an RV trip this week, so... See, there you go. Uh, Adam says, don't celebrate, just move. Uh, I guess the implication there is if you have to celebrate rain, get the fuck out. He's smart, but I don't like his smugness. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) Frankly, if Um, you're taking a trip, you're moving anyway. (laughs) Especially in the house bus. Yeah. Um, Our friend who ate all the pies says, brewcaster wet t-shirt contest. Yes. Tasty wins. Uh, Well, I'm not sure. I think we. That's really it's annoying. It's not going to work in audio. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Though. I do think we all know who wins the Brewcaster <laughs> wet T-shirt contest, tasty. and it is not Tasty. Stop well. looking at me, you creeper. Right. I'm looking at Chris Graham. You're just staring uh, right. at me so Duh. creepily. As I know, you say but you're that. in a big sweater, so it doesn't matter. Right. It's cold. <laughs> 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 Prove it. 
<laughs> she is. HR She's wearing a sweater. Yeah. Uh, John May says uh, he's not sure, but uh, he goes, I'm sure California will find some way to tax you because of it. Again, I don't like the smugness. Right. Uh, right. He's right. Matt, like it's a bit too close to home. I like the yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Matt Hutchin Haney says, uh, break out the Summerfest glasses. I hear they work well in the rain. <sighs> <laughs> wow. That doesn't make sense, yeah, but it's it didn't just rain. Mean. Well, no, but uh, glasses work well in the rain, I think. And uh, just just well, the summer fest. And, and since you have Justin, cases the of point is, I'll write it down, because yeah. he's an inside listener. Okay. Justin, uh, the point is that you have a lot less. Right. I don't anymore. Jim Ferrier says, be a part of the problem and start growing almonds outside the hop grenade. <laughs> no. Okay. Jacob Hurt says, go throw some soap on Berkeley. No. <laughs> uh, I like that one. That's not bad. Actually. Yeah. yeah, I like you gotta, that one. You got to wait a little. All right, bit. I'll write it down. All right, yeah. And then last but not least, uh, Pete the Dink says, "Drive real fast." I don't understand. That already happened because nobody Accident. in the barrier knows how to drive right. in the fucking rain. Oh, well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it but took that me a long happens. time to get to work today. In the first rain. Soap on and there you go. Come on. Soap on Berkeley. Come on. Soap on Berkeley. All right. Well, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we have boner chicken. Yes. The wet, wet and wild version. The let's or get wet edition. All right, I kind of like that one. Yeah. We have There's go to a strip club and make it rain, which our guest enjoyed. Yeah, I didn't like that one as much. Yeah. Uh, save it for the next RV trip. No, yeah, right, it's okay, all right. okay. Uh, wet T-shirt contest. I that one was all right. And, you know, I just but, like the idea. <laughs> um, Summerfest glasses. Um, all right, soap on people in Berkeley. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Jacob Hurt. Well done, Jacob. You are entered to win a chance to uh, go oh. with us on the Labruski cruise. Oh, uh, so we got we're we're putting in a lot of names in that hat, and then we'll draw a name at the end. Then you get to go party with us on the Labruski cruise, where we will be doing a wet uh, t-shirt contest with Bevo. No. And, <laughs> oh, we're not and Tasty no. and, and all of I think Bevo. it's just Tasty oh, no, and Bevo. Oh, oh I'm not going well, Tasty's not going. Did I not read that oh. memo right? I thought there was a Bevo. memo. No, about that. I'm sorry, you oh. don't. That was in your. It might have been a dream in your writer. You signed that, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't Ryder. think I signed up with Labruski until uh, Bevo yeah. committed to a uh, wet. Now it's probably a dream. Yeah, that's <laughs> a wet dream. It's the Ryder. wild, wet, and nasty hey. show starring yeah. Bevo from the Brewing Network. Accidents I happen. A, I had a dream about Moskowitz the other night. <laughs> oh God! I did. Oh. We were arguing about things. Weird. <laughs> Are you sure it was a dream? Uh, not only were arguing about things, uh, we were arguing about things, and uh, you were worried that Alexa wasn't pleased with you anymore. Really? That's I, what... I'm trying to remember what you exactly you were worried about. I, I don't. <laughs> Trying to remember, uh, penis size? Were no, you, it wasn't. Were sexual. you trying to convince? It was. Were you trying to convince him that she was happy or not? No, I think You're I was. Just, going, I yeah, was I being a friend. I was just, just nodding your head. Uh-huh. I was listening. Uh-huh. Uh, sure, yeah, I'd be bored to death with your shit. You and I were arguing a lot, and then you were like, "Yeah, but, al- but also Alexa has this thing." And I'm trying to remember what the fucking thing was now, but it wasn't good. And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, well, you just hang in there, buddy. You guys aren't even married yet." <laughs> I think that was my advice. That <laughs> <laughs> was my whole. It'll get much yeah, better. It makes sense. It's a just, good advice. Just yeah. hang in there, buddy. Yeah, it would be the opposite of your real life advice. You guys aren't even married yet. Get the hell out. Yeah, that's right. true. Well, definitely, frankly. Definitely a dream. He's, he's making it sound like it's better on the other side of the fence. Right. This is why it's not real. Right. I would never say that. Exactly. I'd be like, get the fuck It's just a dream. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just bringing it up because that was funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, so send in an email to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com, person who said put soap on people in Berkeley, and then... Um, I'm sorry. Every time you repeat it, it changes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get some, uh, whoever wins the thing, whoever said, uh, we'll just go get some rest and come back tomorrow and we'll go <laughs> jogging. Think yeah. what? Yeah. Go to Berkeley and Because I was Because I was gone 10 minutes ago. I don't know what happened <laughs> 10 minutes. Program. Huh. You leave late. So I was gone 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes before the show started, I think. <laughs> Except for Chris. I mean, I'm always happy when Chris Graham uh, yeah, comes oh, in. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, of yeah. course. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> no, I'm just so happy that we did this. Can we start doing desserts? Your live the listenership is so exciting. I've gotten zero email submissions so far. Oh. Yeah. Well, once well, we no. stop doing Drunk of the Week, live honestly, live listenership has gone down. Uh, podcast listenership has gone up. Live listenership has gone down. Well, and the live listeners are drunk right now, so they're just staring at a blank computer screen, wondering why they can't send you an email. Yeah, a lot like what I'm doing. No, they're not allowed to. No, they're starting to order stuff. <laughs> They should be on AdamandEve.com. And then there's Dom. AdamandEve.com doesn't count towards your entership. (laughs) All right, Chris Graham, thanks for doing the show, man. Hey, thank you for having me. And uh, it's always good to see you, and we'll see you at the new Pittsburgh place. We want to go check it out. Pittsburgh, California, that is. Uh, JP doesn't fly. Come to either way. I don't fly. I do fly. He flew to Seattle. I have access. I was there. Yeah. Oh yeah, did you uh, did you uh, pill up when you oh, went yeah. to Seattle? Oh yeah, how'd sure. it go? Nice. Did Fine. you hold Beardy's knee the whole? Flight? No, he because didn't need to because he, he used to do the knee. But that was pre Xanax. Yeah, he pilled up. Now we to. finally convinced him to to go. Uh, and how do you get these to pills? better life through science? Right. A doctor. <laughs> really? Do you yeah. know him? I how, don't personally. How I long don't. does it last Mexico? when you take it? Because the flight to Seattle is only what an hour and a half. Uh, it's about two hours. Yeah. It lasts four to six hours or so. I, I don't honestly really know. Like, it, I don't hours know. and hours. So you were super happy when you got there. Too. I was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Di- I distracted Chill. him with uh, role playing games on his phone. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and there was I'm a the couple. Cop, you're the robber. That whole right. weirdness. Yeah. You should he's, see him him now he's about as nervous as it gets. Right. There was now. some <laughs> turbulence. I'm just ready to go nah. home. <laughs> there was some turbulence that happened, and he looked at me. He's like, "Why are you so calm right now?" You know, yeah. like, because it happens. Why not? Like, yeah. Because you don't know it once you die. Yeah, right. true. Right. That's true. Yeah. You'll never because, right. because death doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right. so a bit like a, a, an article online. It's like watch uh, watch airplane pilots land uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that jumbo one. jets yeah. in at Heathrow in like terrifying fog. I'm like uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. What the, who the fuck markets that? There's this great. I'm, I'm really creepy about like uh, dying stuff. So uh, I actually like to taunt myself with it. So there's this show like Why Planes Crash. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Wow. On I, Netflix. Definitely. I love watching that shit before I have flights because <laughs> yeah. oh. I'm just it like I feel like you got to know what life's it's about. So I feel like you got to know. It took Did you ever watch the YouTube where like they they touch the wingtip? <laughs> <laughs> And it's always these just like horrific, random acts. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know why. I no. just like watching it. Watch keeps it, it exciting. No. Sometimes I watch it on the plane. Like, I'll download it. And that, for the people next <laughs> to me, like, watch this. I'll be like, check this out. Yeah. Uh, it, it took hey, every eight year old. No. It took every ounce of self control in my body. Because literally, the morning, Saturday, Sunday morning, when we were getting ready, I turned on the TV, flipped to the news channel, whatever. Like, there was an, a little spot saying, Southwest plane has to turn around after takeoff yeah. because flames were shooting out of one of the engines and there was somebody videoing it uh, and so they had video of the flames coming out of the jet engine. I love this stuff. And they had to turn around and we were flying southwest. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> were I they, really well, want to tell him. See were they, that though, to but, me, that my brain goes like this. 
what are the chances that two Southwest planes but, in a day well, right. are going to... It's not going to so, matter to him. Uh, no, but, no, you're right, you're right. Two words. But were they played in Credence? Malaysian like Airlines. MH370. <laughs> okay, good call. Good call. So still, good. Uh, statistically, I love that stuff. And, like, and turbulence, I love... Like, oh, when yeah. It really, oh, yeah. When the right. wings like boom, move boom, farther boom, than... Boom. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a good yeah. time. Uh, this, I used to do this water skiing race um, from uh, Long Beach Harbor to Catalina and back. It's called Marathon Skiing. And the, the race always fell on Shark Week and at the hotel. And it's an international competition. The Australians were big on this type of racing. Every television in the hotel would have, uh, like at the bar and everything, would be playing Shark Week for the drivers of the boats to scare their skiers into not falling down. Because if you don't fall, you win the race. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, maybe that's where it started. And now I like maybe. watching plane uh, crash shit. No, and every, yeah, every, yeah. Before I'm, yeah, I like it. I was, now I met it up somewhere. I always like watching, you know, when you get the turbulence and the stupid old ladies that didn't, like, click their seat belts. Oh, yeah. And their head fucking hits the yeah. thing in the top. <laughs> I mean, my, that's a little it, more. My, that no, because my, I don't want like, other people to get hurt. They told you, click your seatbelt. So right. oh, my, my dad had his pilot's oh, yeah. license growing up. I was in a car seat, like less than six months old, and he was taking me up in an airplane. And we had this game that he would play. We called it roller coaster. He would go up and then just plummet 5,000 feet. Yes. And we would just unbuckle our seatbelts and yeah. just be floating in that. the cockpit. Like, how high can we go? I love like we've it. got 5,000 uh, feet. Let's see if you can go out the door. It's so like Tower of Terror and all those rides. Like I love the drop feeling. Like He gave it to me at an early age. Have you I, seen but, the video where yeah, the, dog comes, the dog comes floating out of the top? Oh, the back seat. This is this dog in the back seat. It's like a beagle or something. Of an airplane. Because he's doing the same thing. Right. It was great. great. I like thinking about that moment where you have to discover that it's all over. Because some people die die and and they don't get to know that it's happening. I live in that But there are other people. So like when I went skydiving, my my favorite and most terrifying part was your – so your – you're falling through the air, yeah. and then there's the moment, and and I, I did it tandem. There's a the moment where the guy pulls the chute, and you're waiting, and I'm, and he tells you, he tells you, he goes, "I'm going to pull the chute now." And right then, I go, "This is the moment today <laughs> right. that I get to find out if I live or die." Yeah, yeah. and it's really exhilarating. And I'm sure. just, and he pulls the thing, and, I, and I'm just waiting. I'm like, either it's going to tug on my shoulders, and we're going to slow down, or I'm going to die. Right, and it's really exciting. I didn't die. Well, here's the huh. deal. Have you heard Your about the one can get that every day? They go to morebeer.com. Yes. They buy a sculpture. Yes. They put their credit card in. Yes. You'll get that feeling. <laughs> it's it's the same road every time. Yeah. Well, well, you know when you're standing on the bridge and you're watching. <laughs> wait. And, and you're like on the ledge. You, wait, what? No, wait, as soon as you watch the handrail going away. <laughs> Then you're fucked. <laughs> no. Well, well, have I you heard about the one girl yet. who There's shoot no and deploy? <laughs> I think there's yes. one girl who shoot and deploy, and she bounced off the earth Ooh. and still lived. Oh, See, I don't want man. that. I've, uh, I don't need to roll that dice. That but, oh, you want that girl? No. <laughs> She's a she's all she, oh liver. She's <laughs> <laughs> got like three bones left. You yes, she's all Steve-o. jelly inside. She can do all of this. I have recurring dreams About? where I am in a plane crash. No, yeah, I've had those too. When I quit smoking weed, where Bevo's in the plane crash. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have those too. Where Bevo dies in a plane crash, and I marry Sam. <laughs> I don't have to be in a plane crash for you to marry Sam. Bevo calls you and says, take care of Sam. Yeah. We done. It's cool. When I quit smoking years ago, quit smoking weed out, you know, when you're a total pothead, you just stop dreaming. I smoked all day, every day. And then I quit. And then I, for 
like three weeks, I had all these incredibly vivid dreams. And for some reason in them, I died in different ways every night. Like I was ravaged by dogs. There were several plane crashes. There, like really weird way. And, and I was terrified. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. No. Uh, but at the end, I'm like, God, I just got to start smoking weed again. It's horrible. <laughs> the wrong day to quit smoking. How about a little at a time? Yeah. All right, let's get out of here, shall right. we? Yes. All right. Hey, Chris Graham, thank you for being on the program once again. Uh, you always bring out the best in us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's much. That's, <laughs> right. that's a low bar. Don't forget to send your brew day schedule over your checklist over to Chris at morebeer.com. It's a chance to win that 22-gallon morebeer kettle. And um, go check them out at the showroom, soon to be a larger-sized uh, showroom. And thank them Grand for Super supporting sized. this show. Because, right. quite frankly, we still wouldn't be here after 10 years without these guys over yeah. at Morebeer. So go, go give them your thanks. Uh, like you always have. I know you guys have been good to more beer, too. So, All right, JP, get us out of here, will you? Thanks, everybody. Good night. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. And thanks to Chris Graham of the aforementioned morebeer.com. He fled his family to talk beer with us, and we've, we've missed him. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bebo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP and Bebo are anxiously awaiting Wednesday so they can go to Disneyland. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brain Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sky and winning the race, JP does great.